And good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back for another fun-filled week of talking about Soul Citizens. And uh, we have uh, our illustrious panel here today. Uh, let's see, who haven't we seen in a while? I'm going to start out with the, the guy who's been here. Uh, well, you two at the top, you guys have been here recently. So let me start out with 10th. 10th Sigma from Vector27. How you doing, buddy? You're muted. Yep, you're muted. That's how he's doing. He's muted. <laughs> I, I'm muted. That's, that's exactly... That's exactly how I'm doing. <clears throat> no, uh, doing well. Happy to be back, man. The, uh, it's always a pleasure sitting here with you fellas, so it uh, should be a good show tonight. Thank you, man. You've been doing okay. Everything's going good out on the uh, West Coast out there. Y'all holding West it down. Coast. Yeah, nothing's burning. The air quality's good. <laughs> <laughs> At least for right now. At least for right now. Good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, let's let's swing from the West Coast to the East Coast. Kimmy, sixty-five. How are you, man? East Coast. Hey, pretty good. Pretty good, Griff. <laughs> good seeing you, tenth. Good seeing you, fast cart. You as well, Griffin Gaming mm -hmm. RPG. Glad uh, to be here tonight. Kimmy's the one guy who we can probably all be jealous of because he's in the southern part of the East Coast, which means he has the good weather. What's the temperature where you're at right now? I'm too scared to ask. Ugh, oh, hate, hate you. Hate you. Hate you. Oh, rub it in. Rub it in. Okay. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move okay. On. <laughs> it's origin type weather. Oh, there's a shot. Oh, there's a shot. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna go to the northeast. Yeah, we're gonna go to the northeast then, and let's. Uh, as always, the ambassador, <laughs> Mister Fastcard himself. What's happening, FC? Uh, currently in Boston, it's 49 degrees. It's mostly cloudy. No, mm. um, <laughs> I'm doing well, all right. How is how, everyone else doing? I'm yeah. doing pretty well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. How's everyone in Twitch chat doing? Yeah, how you guys doing in Twitch? I'm in the Midwest, guys. I'm in the, the wonderful city of Chicago, and it is, Ooh. what is it today? I think it was like around 43 or something like that, 42. It's supposed to get down to 38 or something. And now we've been hovering at that, like getting near freezing point off and on. So I saw geese this week, so I think they were starting to migrate. I think it's about to finally change. <laughs> I think it's about to finally. We're trying to hold on to a little bit of fall. Yeah, you know, you want a little bit of fall, man, but it's just like, this whole COVID thing has just made, you know what I mean? Everything's just out of sync. You know what I mean? You don't feel like you had a summer. You don't feel like you had this. So it's just. Oh, and, and and this been 2020. I'm waiting for Turkzilla to come out, to come, to come around in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, we are back. And again, we want to uh, welcome you guys who are here with us. <clears throat> We're just getting started. Uh, as you guys know, each month we uh, have been taking on a subject of either ships or careers. And today we're going to be talking about support ships, and we have support ships one. Um, believe it or not, uh, CIG only identifies six ships uh, as being support ships in the game, and I thought there were going to be more. I don't know if you guys thought that more hey, would I fall into that more. category. Yeah, but they identify six on their matrix as support. So we're going to talk about those today, and uh, hopefully, I, I personally believe that you know as the game continues to grow over the years that there will be more support ships beyond the ones that we look at. But uh, I will, at the end of the show, uh, I didn't tell these guys this, I will probably ask them if there was another ship that they would throw into this category, uh, what would it be? So you guys might want to think about that while we're plotting through the show. Um, so uh, let's talk about a couple things that are going on real quick. Uh, you guys know IAE is uh, starting uh, next Friday. We're a week away. 
uh, with some folks call the anniversary sale. This is year 2950. It's being held at New Babbage and uh, at the uh, Tosin Center, Poston Center. I forget what the name of the center is. I think it's the Tosin Center. I forget. Um, but I went over there and checked it out. I flew over and looked at the building. It's a big circular building with different circular orbs around it. It's got this big yellow hologram over it. It's a pretty neat fly if you want to go over and check it out in the game. And of course, those of you know that in the PTU, they've had the uh, floors open for folks to be able to go in and take a look and see uh, the basics of what the place is going to look like for next week. Um, real quick, before we jump into the support thing, uh, you guys looking forward to any particular ship? Or ships or are you waiting to see what cig has to say anybody looking to buy anything fast card i'm not looking to buy anything i'm looking to i'm just looking for the new ship and trying to get more information about it before i make any decision but i have i have, I have access to some store credit of her melt some stuff but i'm not looking to, to put any mm. on anything okay kimmy how about you oh like basically uh lti tokens are lined up and okay. uh <laughs> Just waiting to see what comes down the pipeline, but I'm I'm definitely curious about this refinery ship. Okay, they're talking about. Okay, is there anything that you that's already out that you're looking at, or are you pretty much just looking for if something new comes out? Uh, definitely something new. Um, I'm I'm kind of on the fence with a cutty black, but um, I'm leaning a little bit bit more to the RSI Taurus. If we ever get something like that, that would be cool. But uh. Yeah, I'm just going to see how the chips fall and, and go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fast Regal says Yeah, I, yeah I, may, I may refresh some of my um, tokens because I have a few that have um, six years insurance and I may refresh them to 10 years or whatever they have yeah. this year. Mm, okay, nice. yeah, that's an idea. Okay. Tim, how about you? Yeah, no, I'm with, I'm with Kimmy. Uh, probably just keeping my eye out for anything that shows up that's new. Um, my fleet has been semi-solid for the since the last uh aie so uh, i don't really I, I didn't set anything aside to say yo i'm, I'm looking to get this you know it's <clears> more so if something pops up um evaluate it and see if it is a, a fit for the fleet and then nice. um, kind of move on from there but i, I just I, i'd be curious to see what happens uh this year given the fact as well i, I don't know if we're going to talk about this given the fact there there wasn't a citizen con kind of thinking on what? There wasn't? What? There wasn't? <laughs> Fast did you miss it? Oh man, let me tell you. But um, but you know, stuff like you know, well, what kind of what kind of things might CIG have, have up their sleeves? Not necessarily maybe ships, but who knows, you know, but I'm just gonna keep my eyes open. Mm. Okay, that sounds good. I'm um thinking about venturing into waters that I had considered previously. Uh I'll direct this toward 10th. When I had to choose between the Pioneer, the Endeavor, or the 890, you know what the obvious solution was, right? You know what the obvious pick was, right? And so, uh, and so, um, I am, uh, I am, I'm considering, I'm considering uh, the base Endeavor. I'm considering that. Uh, what I might do is melt. I have a Cutlass Red and a Cutlass Black. And I, I kind of, you guys have heard me say this. I have a general rule that. About a year ago, a year and a half ago, I decided that anything that was less than $300, I would melt it. So those would be items I would work for in game because uh, right. I'm not into the long grind. I'm not going to grind for an endeavor. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, what fast card? 
Now I'm gonna may I make a suggestion? If you're if you're just on the fence about the endeavor and, and not really sure, I would just wait because the endeavor may not even come out. No, 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 no. I'm not on the fence. I'm not on the fence about the endeavor. I was on the fence of which one I was gonna buy at that time. I've always wanted those three okay. ships. Actually, there's four ships I want to be honest with you, Fast Card. I even I actually want the Nautilus as well. I had actually bought the Nautilus. Um, oh, okay. But 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 um the one that I want to go. Yeah, Ops Cheap says the master set or nothing. Yeah, okay, man. Hey, yeah, be sure be sure to send your me, Yeah, be sure to send your I'll credit card over and yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> yeah, uh but no, I think that's going to be my entry into it. Um just and for that reason fast card there's no reason for me to go with everything right off the bat uh but if i melt the cutlass red and black that moves me out of those ships that are under 300 bucks i get the endeavor base which i think is 350 and then as you said over time i can get the other modules as time goes by even if i want to work for them but even sure. if i want to buy them later so that might be the only major thing that i go for this time around i'm gonna have to bite my tongue though and wait till the end of the week because my i'm also afraid that if i buy something too soon you know, come the week later, something's going to come up, and I'm gonna be like, "Dag, I should have waited." So I think I'm going to yeah. wait till the very end before I uh, before I do anything. Um, Chief, it's not about it's not about what we got; it's what you're going to give us. That's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Well, you know what, Ops Team, if you if you're working out a deal, then we can talk, brother. I'll hit your buyback <laughs> in a minute if you talk about cutting a couple hundred bucks off. You know, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so guys, don't forget IAE, and, and you know, we're talking about ships and purchases, but you know, we still want to emphasize this thing about you know, if you're doing this, do it because you're backing the game, you know, and we cannot say that, overstate that. Um, most of us have been in this game for a very, very long time, years, and so what we do have in the fleet has been accumulated over time. Uh, we, I don't think any of us are at that point where when a sale comes up, we just automatically have to buy something. But I think for most of us, we're either trying to fill out our fleet uh, for the things that we feel that when the game starts, we can get into, and then other ships we're all willing to work for. And Fast Card has definitely held his line. He said, these are the ones I got. Unless unless the band new come out with a brand new something, I'm not buying nothing else. That's pretty much his attitude. I've been saying my last my last ship but the vehicle with the Ranger. That's the last one I put I put um mm -hmm. money on. So that yeah. was like twenty nineteen, summer of twenty nineteen or something like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a while. Rolo, you are a man of, of impeccable taste and dear work because I, that's a lot of grinding, bro. If you, I mean, uh, and, and, hey, you willing uh, to put it in? Hey, that, that, the reward will be even better if you put that time in to get a ship like that because that is, that is no joke. But, but, uh, hey, it's a goal. Yeah, it's a goal. If he's going to go for it, I, I can't, I ain't mad at him. That's a serious goal. That's it. Okay. Well, listen, let's, let's jump into this whole thing about support ships, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, when we talk about support, we're talking about, and we want to differentiate. I think I mentioned to you, there are only so many ships that CIG designs or uh, designates, I should say, as support. Um, the other category that some of the ships that I thought would have been support fell into the category of industrial. Uh, I was sharing with the guys earlier that ships like the SRV, the tow truck, I honestly thought that that would have fallen under uh, support, but it didn't. And so... Um, Anyway, we're, the ones we're going to look at tonight, yeah, we're going to take a look at some of these, and, and I'm going. I'm actually, I'm doing them in alphabetical order, weirdly enough, guys. So there's no real method to the madness here. Um, that did not come up correctly. Let's see, why did that not come up correctly? What is that supposed to be? Is is that who we blame for that? I've got it. I've got Speaking of support, I, uh -huh. I, I want to just say this. It's it's kind of funny that you you mentioned you you mentioned the R RSV uh, Griff, uh -huh. but the functionality is support in a sense. 
or or providing a service. Mm -hmm. if, I think it, the, the I guess the narrative can change when you say if if it's in your org, then it becomes a support ship because let's say for example you have a a, a Idris mm -hmm. and and you don't just change out an Idris or just say okay I'm going to nix it and then you wait for it to get built again. Mm -hmm. You if you're in an org and you have these, of course they said it takes like two or three of these RSVs to actually tow it in. You're going to need that ship to tow that Idris into a dry dock to get the, the correct repairs done on it. So in that sense of it being in an org and it's providing that service, yeah, I, I, I see it as support. It's, it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of a gray area for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, hopefully this will work this time. I had something that wasn't clicked on correctly, so let's see if this works. Uh, this is going to be a video that we're going to see on the Apollo guys, so just kind of go with the flow on this. All you medical people. <laughs> Greetings, citizens, and welcome to another edition of Ship Shape, the show where we give you the rundown on what's in the ship development pipeline, who's working on what, provide interviews with developers, he and looks so young. He's give adorable. you a brand new ship being added to Star Citizen. <laughs> That's what a beard will do to you. Careful, he's, he might be watching Fastcar. Content manager Jared Huckabee. <laughs> now, behind me, you see the ship pipeline. That's the ever-evolving, <laughs> continuously refined network of phases, milestones, and review checks necessary to ensure you the best possible spaceship for your Star Citizen experience. And it's been a while since we've given the full rundown on what's being worked on and where. So let's get things started and jump right into things, shall we? With the recent release of Star Citizen Alpha 3.2 to our live environment, a new wave of ships have begun their journeys through the pipeline. It's with that news that I'm pleased to report that the Origin 300 series, stalwart of the original Kickstarter campaign, has officially begun its rework and is currently sitting in the earliest stages of white box phase, where it's not alone. Keeping it company is the Banu Defender and the luxurious 890 Jump. Now, on last week's ATV, Chris gave you a few moments sneak peek at the early white box for the 890 Jump, but I think we can do better. Here's a further look at work being done to flesh out the interior layout. Real good memories, Tim. Real good memories. Yacht. Oh, yeah. Now, White Box phase oh, is yeah. crucial of phases <laughs> any in the development of a ship, as it will form the basis of everything that comes afterwards. It's our chance for designers and artists to work together to determine the foundation of a ship's interior layout, and can go through dozens of iterations before moving into Gray Box phase. What you're seeing here is just one such iteration of the 890 Jump White Box. And while it is yet to be determined if this layout will be the one that gets the green light, we thought it'd be fun to highlight this early, very malleable stage of a ship's overall development for you. Plus, I know how long you've been waiting for this. Now you can expect additional updates in the months ahead as we move towards yeah, its intended real. release into the Star Citizen universe in the upcoming Alpha 3.5, <laughs> currently scheduled for quarter one, 2019. Moving along to Greybox phase, we have another announcement I'm very pleased to make. You think I'm going to miss this opportunity to give you the max update on another fan favorite ship? Durr. Ugh. No, I wouldn't. Virgi yes, Virginia, it's true. The ship team in the UK have begun their work on the Freelancer that was terrible. which because of the head start, the already flyable Freelancer base model gives them are beginning their journey ahead of White Box and already well into the Gray Box modeling phase. 
Yes, it's an exciting time to be a freelancer owner, and we'll be following the development of these ships throughout their intended journey towards release in Alpha 3.4 towards the end of this year. Now, following what, ahead to the good? final art phase, we got a couple ships like the mm, I don't know. Which is I forgot. As it waits for resources and other disciplines to continue its journey. The Mustang variants, which have moved back from the technical disciplines to the final modeling and surface tweak stage as the team in our Los Angeles studio addresses recent feedback from Chris. The Hammerhead, which takes its place moving ahead into the technical disciplines, where it will reside for quite some time as teams work to bring functionality to all their fantastic art. And then the 600i Turing variant, which is waiting for tech setup resources to become available. It's a busy time for our ship pipeline as 3.3, 3.4, and even 3.5 ships continue their journeys towards a full and complete realization into the Star Citizen universe. Two years ago. next? Even a game right of Star Citizen's breadth and scope still needs additional ships to flesh out its various gameplay and professions. And one of those that's captured the imagination of backers since the introductions of the Cutlass Red and Endeavor Hope is that of assisting your fellow player when personal injury strikes your character. Yes, medical gameplay and its design is ready to step back into the spotlight this month with the addition of our next concept ship to Star Citizen. Let's go to the ship teams in our Foundry 42 UK studio and let them introduce us to the brand new Apollo medical ship from Robert Space <laughs> The RSI Apollo is a new medical ship. It's from RSI, which didn't get a new ship in a long while. We have two medical ships at the moment announced in the is. game, which is the Cutlass Red, which is basically the ambulance in our game, and the Endeavour with its hospital module which is really massive and really end-game, so we needed something in between. We had quite a short timeline on this one for a medium ship, so really early on I did a quick sketch of the interior, passed it to a um, concept artist and was like something like this, and it kind of stuck basically. Um, and it works well with RSI styling. The ship still has its flow, you know, it's still quite sleek and sexy, but you know, it's it's got all that it's got that all that angularness to it. It's like a Lamborghini turn it into a spaceship. The RSI Apollo is basically like a small clinic that you can go to the edge of space. This has a capacity of six patients with six beds, uh, a crew of two at the front with two ejection beds. And it has a size two turret on the top of the ship oh, at the rear which is more a point defense turret rather than something made for dogfights or anything. And this is a remote turret. It has also 28 SCU of cargo at the back. And then you've got medical bay space. It's always that sort of fine line between sort of reality sci-fi and gameplay. So it's okay, we need to basically spawn a player here, but we don't want him popping in. So the player will be delivered. There's a glass cover on top, sort of, and protecting the, the player. The thought process is that we'll have essentially like an, an opaque glass when there's nobody in it, and then you'll, you'll hear noises and probably lights will come on and the thing, the bed will activate and then a person will arrive. The glass turns uh, transparent and you're like, okay, that, you know, the bed's occupied. At least that's how we've developed it at the moment. It's kind of like a self-healing unit. So you'll have a, a disc that, that scans scans the person, finds out what's wrong with them, heals them, and then, then it opens up and off they go. And so with this ship, you'll be able to pick up people, fix people up, shove them back out the door, you know, so it, it can be, you know, obviously there'll be medical gameplay. That we plan is 
even if regular ships can do something with medical gameplay, or like a player could help other people in the future, you will need medical ships if you want really to pursue the medical career in the game. And the final result, really happy with it. And it's just sort of going through it basically, and so that's just been a process of refinement, just pushing and pushing. And okay, add this, tweak this, you know, all the lines. Generally, you know, you generally try and avoid parallel lines. We've worked hard to do a good layout that will please every player and that is really aesthetically pleasing as well. So I think this is a really good ship and this is bringing new kind of gameplay, so it looks good. Do you know what, I kind of like playing the medic often. So, you know, I'm not quite sure how this will turn out in our game, you know, but I just want to see it, just want to see it in game and just, you know, and we just want to see what players do with it. But I think, um, you know, I can't wait to see, you know, you know it's not going to be like the red arrows, but you can just imagine, you know, just a whole fleet of these guys just taking off and just uh, going off, um, just rescuing people. Or, or, you know, you can imagine just um, jumping in, massive space battle, debris everywhere, bodies just sort of floating about, you know, and then just in, you know, all the drones just popping out scooping up the people and popping them into the base of the ship. Okay. It could make for a very nice visual as well. I got a slight problem with what Paul said at the end there. Um, yeah, it sounded more like if you've come to a battle zone and there's bodies floating in space, it's going to be more of a mortuary than it is a, a hospital <laughs> ship. Uh, <laughs> I mean, unless you're in your spacesuit, now maybe, but... Um, you know, maybe that maybe that's what he meant. You know, if you're sitting out there with your spacesuit on, you'll be all right. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you guys give us some feedback on this particular ship. We know that they mentioned that there's these three different levels for folks going into the medical career. The Cutlass Red, which is the ship we're going to be talking about uh, in a little bit. Uh, and then this Apollo they came up with. They said they wanted something that was kind of in between the Cutlass and Red and the Endeavor. Uh, can you give me some thoughts real quick on uh, the practicality of this ship? Uh, you know, six beds, medical crew. Um, what do you think about it? I, I think it's kind of, well, first of all, I, because of, you know, I'm looking at how does this parallel with Squadron 42? And I was thinking that at some point we would have seen, well, we, did, we do see the Cutlass Red. And I'm thinking, well... The other two were in Squadron 42. We would think at some point we would see it come down the pipeline or, or it's going to be there or not. That was just one of those things in my mind. But with the Apollo, the six beds, you can really collect some bodies. I mean, mm -hmm. you can really look out for uh, catastrophic uh, battles. You can kind of tune or maybe missions will be tuned to that capability of having six members in that in that uh, ship. So I, I would imagine that the, the, the mission giver would be attuned to that, mm. uh, especially when we're talking about iCache, and now they can actually use that data to, to generate these missions now, right? So imagine having a number of injuries on these larger ships, whether it's a Hammerhead or an Idris, uh, iCache will kind of, um, with like similar to Death of the Spaceman, they can take that those metrics and send it as a uh, mission giver. So yeah, I... I it, 
uh, death is death is profitable. <laughs> near death is profitable. <laughs> near death is profitable. Yeah, yeah. And six bodies. That's mm -hmm. that's cash, man. That yeah. is cash. Okay. okay. Fill them beds up. Yep. Fill those beds up. That's uh, how I see it. Okay. Now, tenth, if I'm remembering correctly, on this particular ship, and and chat, you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this. This ship is a ship that will carry level two. It can carry level one or level two tier beds. If you yeah. decide, I'm sorry, let me say it, I'm saying it backwards. It carries level two and level three, tiered levels, two and three. And if you want the tier one bed, which is the one that literally brings you back, you have right. to lose a couple of the beds on this ship in order to install right. it. Um, right. it, it. Unlike the Cutlass Red, which is kind of described as more of an ambulance, this kind of yeah. is described more as like of a triage unit until you get to a, a, another space. Do you think that this is kind of like the ship that medical people are looking forward to being in? Like, will more people doing medical be in this? Or do you think there'll be, you know, Cutlass Red in this one? What do, what do you think? Well, yeah, I think I think that the, um, the way that CIG is thinking about how people progress through careers mm -hmm. um, is that many people who want to, you know, might get introduced to the game when it releases or just get introduced to the game now might start off in a red, you know, because they want to do that medical gameplay, right? They want to, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like that get your, you know, get your hands dirty with all the the ambulance runs and, you know, the rescue calls, you know, once that, you know, once we get all that stuff in the game. And then this still you might work into or you might find an org that has a couple of these Apollos running around and you might have a shift where, you know, <clears> if, if you think about an org that's pretty hardcore, you might be on the uh, Cutlass Red unit for, you know, a week or two or for a season. Then you might, you know, put in, especially a triage, and be on an Apollo outfitted with six of these beds or, you know, all tier one, you know, or some combination of the both of mm -hmm. both of them. And you get to experience that side of med gameplay, you know. So I think the I think the idea still remains and you go back to the to the uh the the foundation of what CIG wants to accomplish in that multi crew uh multiplayer gameplay mm -hmm. is kind of the the top of their deal when they're creating this massive universe mm -hmm. and you are more than capable of running a, a cutlass red and doing that as your entire deal but if you want to experience that next tier uh you're going to go up to the uh, the triage uh and the, uh, the the apollo and um be able to uh even if you fitted it with you know um npcs or whatever the case would be it still gives this aspect of more well-rounded, more opportunity perhaps, and maybe a different experience um, than just say getting in a red and flying around, which is equally as fun. So I, just to wrap it up, I, I like the balance. And I think that um, it, uh, many medical people are gonna find themselves somewhere between a red, uh, a Cutlass Red, the Apollo and the Endeavor you know, as part of their star citizen career at some point, if they're really in depth with it. That's very, very cool. So fast card, let me throw this question at you. <clears throat> and, and both uh, Rolo and um, Shady mentioned about that the Cutlass Red is basically a base ship. I, and I'm gonna come back to talk about that one a little bit because I got a real tough question in relation to when we get to the Cutlass Red. Um, a tenth mentioned the fact that there's a progression, right? That, that this is more like the, the you know, like most paramedics, right? They're, they they get basic certification. You could be a paramedic, right? But if you want to go deeper, then you, maybe you're moving up into something like the Apollo. Um, it, I thought it was interesting that RSI of all the manufacturers was the one that kind of came up with this, because um, because in fact all of the medical ships are under different manufacturers, right? Misk has the Endeavor, right. Drake has got the the Cuddy Red. Um, 
this ship is in there's two there's a variant of it there's another one that is much more armored and the weapons are a little bit more powerful the red um yeah the, the red one thank you kimmy versus the white one which is the more standard one um do you think that uh and I, I'm, I'm saying this because of one of the other ships that we're going to be looking at such as the Starfare, where we've got the Gemini and the Starfare, where there's this distinction between ships that have a little more armament and weaponry. Do you think that people will, that's going to make a big difference? Will most people by default go with the one that they feel has the defensive capability? Or do you think that, because um, sometimes there's a trade-off. It might be speed. It might be cargo capacity. Um, do you think that it makes a difference whether there's a more militarized version of these ships versus the quote-unquote civilian version of them? Big difference. I think it, I think it may depend on where they where they intend to operate. If we intend to operate in private space or unlawful space, they probably get the more armored version. If they tend to be in safe, more safer space, they might they might get the the, the more specialized and less armored version. Okay. Um, but uh, who knows? It, it, it may depend on on their budget. It may depend on their need. But I mean that that's my generalized opinion. But I, I mean, I, I, like, but like you said, I, I, I am surprised how you know the RSI is coming up, with, 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 with. and I'm very surprised Drake came, came up with a medical ship. Mm. But, but my, like, dealing with the previous question, I wrote down. I think the Apollo will have actual emergency workers where the cutlass will have ambulance um, chasers. Mm. Also, I wonder what is up with the um the naming scheme so why can't they call the apollo the, the constellation red instead of the, instead of the, the apollo but who knows hmm good point what are you gonna say 10th no i gotta piggyback off of a fast card i mean as you know somebody who's helping you know put stuff together for orgs as you know all of us do the you gotta you gotta consider the cost of this right because if you're just like, so for instance, I think someone was telling me that there's actually an org out there that's like full of just medical professionals, right? For the game, right? And so Talked about all doctors, yeah, and really cool. But then when you think about how you might outfit a contingent, you know, you might have to have a whole fleet of Apollos that have the different outfits. You know, you might send the, the ones that are more armored over to this kind of environment. And you might send the other ones that are more privatized uh, versions of, you know, uh, the, 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 the less armored and more privatized. Right. And so, um, I'm always in, in, with this particular deal, I, I got to jog over to, uh, cyberpunk a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm fascinated by the, uh, the gameplay, the medical, uh, system in that game, at least when it comes to kind of death and dying in cyberpunk 2077, because the faster the, if you pay for higher tier, like health coverage, you get almost instant, you know, uh, service when you get into a sick situation or die or anything like that. Ten. Uh, don't I, give Chris I, Roberts any more ideas. I don't want to bring that. Hey, hey, let me tell you though, like, we it's so play. cool because if organizations decided to have maybe, even if it wasn't a system in the game, you know, but organizations decided to kind of privatize that kind of service. That could be a, a real boon, um, you know, especially if you're if you can figure out how to station people or station uh, units in a, in a where there might be a lot of activity. You can get there really fast and charge, you know, for that. Especially if you have an Apollo or excuse me, a color is red. Um, so yeah, I, I was just piggybacking off of you, uh, FC. But yeah, I, I don't want to give a good old CR any more tricks to put in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Pramster, thank you for, for the point that you mentioned here. And maybe you guys can help me. I'm trying to look at the website. You're absolutely right, first off. 
Uh, Pramster gave me a correction here. Um, these two ships are actually designated slightly different. The red one is called the Apollo Triage, and the white one is called the Apollo Medevac. Okay, even though they're both they're both support medical, they both fall in that category of support medical. Um, but what I haven't figured out is the complete distinction behind weapons, because he mentions that the white, as he says here, the white one, the medevac one, is the and the red one, the triage one. The medevac has the missiles and the Gatling in it. He says that's what the difference is in those two ships. Yes. But I'm still, but I'm still curious as to why that. they changed them from triage and medevac. I'm still, and maybe somebody can give me some well, enlightenment well, there. Like triage, you're talking about being able. You, to have in-depth, let's say if, you, if you're able to save, when you think of the, the term triage, you're able to save the person right there on the spot. It gives you, you have the equipment and the ability to do that. But when you're talking about medivac and you look at the terms of that definition, it means get that person to maybe endeavor, to an endeavor as quickly as possible or a hospital facility. It has the speed to get there because then uh, it's at a point that their uh, injuries are pretty much close to death of the spaceman. So timing would be everything in, in that regard. I would agree, and I don't disagree with your definition, but it, when you look at the specs on the ships, the ships are identical other than weaponry. And so I'm just kind of curious. Hey, Pramster. Oh, man, three months of subscriptions. Thank you, dude. We really, really appreciate that. Holy moly. Yeah, I, I, thank you for that. But the, I mean, the Keep specs on the ships it, are the same. The specs on the ship right, are the same. They, the the beds, the, mm -hmm. the specs. But then, when you look at the compartments, then there's functionality that could be differences. Maybe with the medevac, you can be uh, held in stasis or frozen until you can get that person to the hospital. Whereas triage, think of capabilities. It has the equipment to actually perform uh, some sort of operation or, or apply medicinal help to that person. So. I'm just thinking of those variations there. That I'm just throwing it out there uh, that it would be very compelling gameplay in that aspect of of holding a person in stasis and getting there and, and keep them stabilizing them, basically. Whereas the other one, you're capable to administer medical help. And, and I'm going to and I'm going to agree with you again. I'm also going to say that's theory crafting because there's nothing in the description <laughs> that says that's there. And I agree. No, I think that what right. you're saying it's would be awesome. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what the difference is based upon what the website is showing. And the website shows everything is the same. There's no difference right. in the, which beds they have, the tiering, except right. the weapons. And that's it. So, so hopefully, Kimmy, you're right. Hopefully there is some actual distinction even at that level because that would be really cool because then it makes sense why one ship would be much more you know, going into a war zone type of thing, right? Versus another one that might be responding to an industrial accident. You know what I mean? It, it definitely distinguishes the difference between the two. We're going to say okay, fast car. Let me. Well, fast, let, let, fast, fast car. Yeah, go ahead. After fast, let fast car jump in. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, fast car. Okay. I was going to say, uh, they're both the same price or uh, out of game and in game. I, I don't see why people would. would no. Would, they were two different prices. They were two different uh, prices. One, what is that? I forget what the price was. Anybody remember in the chat? Because I remember there were two different prices. Didn't okay, you have they're, they're, they're to unlock done. Go ahead, camera. One of them? Right. What did you say, Skip? Okay, go ahead, guys. Tint was, no, Tint was asking, didn't you have to do no, something? No, I just... Did, didn't, didn't you have to unlock one of the uh, variants? With the game? The, the game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The medevac was 10 or $15 dollars more, he says. Yeah, he says that yeah. the, the medevac right. did cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so if, 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 it's, if it's only that that, that little, I would, I would see people buying the medevac more than the um than the yard one. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, it, it, like it, if it, if it, if it's in, it's a lot more in, in game or whatnot. I would see people tr try and get the triage maybe. But I think people probably um vent to go more to the medevac. Well, here's the stupid part. The medevac, believe it or not, the medevac is the one that has the weaponry in it. Now, this is what they do yeah. say about it. They said that that, that that medevac model pays homage to the classic 2910 film, Astromedics. So, so that's the only distinction that they mentioned about that. And of course, it's white instead of red. So, you know, and I agree. I think I like, I like Kimmy's idea. I think if they come up with actual game mechanic reasons for the two different ships because again i'm just wondering why do we have we understand why same thing when we talked about the star fair in the gemini right we understand that there's right. a reason why those two different ships would be used so i'm hoping like he said that that beyond weaponry that actual even the medical functionality of the ship stands out in some different way i think it's i think it's a great point can you want to say one more thing and we're going to move on yeah. yeah uh yeah it's the under the descriptions it gives those distinctions and you like you alluded to uh griff it says that uh the, the Medivac model pays homage to the classic 2910 film Astromedics back from the brink with livery that accurately recreates the headlining Cathara. That's mm -hmm. the white. And then with the triage, it's basically saying right here, uh, Space uh, RSI Industries, the gold standard in Medivac and rapid emergency response, having provided critical aid to the known universe for well over two centuries. So yeah, they can provide, uh, administer critical aid right there inside the ship. Okay. So it, it gives you basic differences right there. So these they tend to believe that in their compartments, you're going to see those very those variations. Well, again, again, I theory crafting. Read. Again, theory crafting. But okay. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> the description. That's good. That, description. That, there's, there's nothing. Distinction there. We there's yeah, wait, no, no, that. no. Let's let's read the description but since you said it. Read. I'm not seeing anything in that description that says functionality-wise those ships are different. I see two. I see two different descriptions. I see a bunch of talk about their impact on the galaxy, but I don't see nothing about saying this ship is better at this and this ship does this. That's what it's I don't difference. see. It's okay, we we, we can agree to disagree. Now I'm I only went with the red because it has the de the defenses, right? No, uh, no, the white the white oh, one has the defenses. That's why I'm telling you. See, that's what's weird about it. It's the white one that well, has the guns and stuff. I went with the one with the defensive. Okay. Okay. Capabilities. Fair enough. Because I knew if I was if, if I was going to save someone, it's more than likely it's going to be a hot zone or someone camping yeah. out waiting. So well, <laughs> I I'm not with the one that's going to help provide uh, defense because I'm, that's not a fighter ship. Well, I'm not rich like you. I don't have 15 bucks, oh, so I went with the real one. <laughs> 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 I, I, I needed my 15 i needed my 15 dollars <laughs> oh my gosh oh and Rolo and rollo does mention the other difference that that was that is the other trade-off the red one is faster than than the white one and that makes sense because with all the ships whenever they have the better defenses they either suffer either right. in speed or cargo so that, that makes perfect sense okay all good stuff guys all right let's jump into the next one I, 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 wait I, real quick, I think I think Rolo might have been joking about Red because Red Red makes everything faster. I've been joking about that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's not gonna get you an A N D E. Uh, no. Actually, no. It is. He's not joking. It is faster. Believe it or not. One's yeah, two. Yeah. One's two hundred five. Oh, one's one ninety five. Yep. Okay. Let's jump into this next ship, and this is another ship that 
you know, one of those ones that we heard about, but you don't hear very much about. Uh, Crucible. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's my baby right there. And well, do, do you own one, Kimmy? Yes, I don't sir. own Oh, you do? Okay. Uh, I've yes. got one in one of my packages, but I hate to say it. I was really excited about it when I got it, and then I decided to upgrade it to a C2 and then to an M2. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to keep that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You. You cool. That that sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. As long as you got a discount coming with it, that's cool. Uh, okay. Um, let's jump. Now we're going to go back a few years on this one, guys. This is it's been quite a while since they've talked about the Crucible. Colossal says keep it. <laughs> it's been quite a while since they've talked about the Crucible. So let's see what uh, take you back to this. I'm, I'm gonna have to start this in the right spot because it's not starting where it should be. Give me one second. Why this would be rotating is we have as early as the sausage is being made. Sorry about this, guys. I thought I had it at the beginning, but evidently I was zoning out. On this episode of Ship Shape, we're sitting down once again with technical designer Randy Vasquez, who's going to take us through the very, very early white box of the Crucible interior. Randy, how you doing? Doing good, how are you so? Good, good. You ready to do this one more time? Let's do this. All right. Today we'll be looking at the Crucible, and kind of you can see right here, um, this is the kind of overall layout of the Crucible itself. So let's actually get you in, actually, let me close to this real quick. So this kind of just breaks down the levels and layers of the Crucible. Again, this is really early concept, really, really early on, just designs in general. So we're going to go ahead and close that out and then jump in game. All right. So kind of what I've been working on is just building out the interior layouts. This is about a maybe a week or so, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, you haven't been on this the very process. Long. No. This is very early in the process. It really is. And this kind of touches some salvage, it touches repair, and probably a few other systems we can't talk about yet. So we're going to get into it. So as you can see here, we're going to go ahead and enter through the rear ramp. And this is going to be kind of where ships are inside of it. So single-seater ships will be sitting inside of this thing. Hornets, Gladius. Yeah, things like I. that. Smaller ships that can be repaired internally. As you can see, as we first enter into this area, we have some <coughs> we have some cargo. We have where equipment would be. We have some cranes and everything set up so that way, like arms can come out and kind of operate in that area. Okay. So as we continue through, we can see that like you know we have some repair pumps, we have some fuel pumps, we have coolant pumps. So anything that ship would need to also help with refitting and resupplying. So. That will also be a function of this type of ship. Okay. Now, since they're going to start on the bottom, we're going to look at kind of, we have some components on the sides, we have some airlock entryways. Basically, every single entry into the ship from the outside is going to be um, an airlock. Just okay. because being a repair ship, they need to be able to get in and out of the ship at any time. So you'll also be seeing a lot of personal storages around the area so that way they can put on suits and have equipment right there and they can re-equip right before they exit the door. This work area has, it's not open like this, it has doors. So Yes, it'll so. actually be enclosed that can actually open up as well. That's just another reason for the airlocks because mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, some of this stuff is going to be actually open to space while others are not going to be open to space and 
we're still very much designing a lot of the exterior as well as the interior at the same time. It's actually been really cool. Um, Ryan Church is the one working on this ship, mm. and he's done some awesome work. So if you look up his stuff, you'll be able to see some of the stuff he's Consolation, Idris. Yeah. yeah, not even just us, like his other works are oh, yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, <laughs> he's kind of good. He's, yeah, he kind of knows how to do things. Um, so this whole area is actually a module that can come in and out or detach and be attached. So actually, these stations up here are actually part of the module that come off. So these are going to be like the internal arm operators that will actually be able to get into the rest of the ship as well. <clears throat> and those arm operators will be taking care of like these cranes that are built along the sides. And then they'll be kind of manipulating them. So let's get inside the ship. Okay. So everything, like I said before, everything has airlocks. We have two entryways on either side. Um, Ideally, I kind of see it working kind of like how like a kitchen crew would work, where they go in one door and they only exit the other door, so right. that way the crew is always trained okay. to kind of do that. It kind of makes sense flow-wise, right? Like, yeah. if a ship is, if the crew is trained that way, then it just makes it easier. I'm like, all right, I'm entering. You never have to worry about, you know, yelling, make a hole, make a hole, and then everybody kind of get congested. Exactly. Now, this middle area right here is an airlock that is actually an elevator. So like the constellation, you know how the middle part of the constellation kind of just drops down okay. so that people can load stuff on. So that kind of follows suit actually. As you see here, I have 36 SCU that's able to go on this elevator and this will be able to load things. What is this? Oh, it's another entry. So this will be an entryway like um, elevator for personnel and then they enter through here. As you can see, kind of just shares that space. So. This first area is going to be, as it says, loading and storage. We could load storage here. We could have equipment here. It kind of depends on what the crew wants to do. And this is going to be where like EVA suits and everything is stored. Okay. Great. This central area is another elevator that is going to be serving the whole entire ship. So this will take you actually into the rest of the ship. So and let's go up. Okay. This is in the center of that cylindrical area. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. So going up, we have engineering. So engineering will have a lot more components and piping and everything to basically keep this ship running. So as you see here, we have like an engineering station and this is where the engineer is gonna basically have most of his job. So there's also right here a repair station where they're gonna be going through and doing anything to get ready for preparing, like uh, preparing for repairs and everything like that. And you had mentioned that there's going to be actually a post soon? Yeah, uh, by the time folks see this, hopefully, there will be a detailed post uh, on the repair system by our own Todd Pappy. So you'll get to read about repair gels and all this stuff that you have to do in preparation of repair. Nice. So that's what the station's for. So in engineering, also, it connects through Airlocks again, the internal arm operations. And I'm kind of just going to show both sides to show that they both kind of feed into this kind of this area is meant so that you can get to multiple parts of the ship multiple ways. Hmm. And then this is observation deck and we're gonna have hopefully some screens set up here so that way if anybody's walking around doing something like that you can check the status. Kind of like when you're at the doctors and like you know you have the screen set up and like okay this patient is set up like this. Yeah. It kind of has that type of like we want that functionality. Okay. So hopefully like just information everywhere, right? It's a repair ship. People should know where the status of repairs are no matter where you are. So Continuing on with engineering, we have um, components off to the wings, and this is going to be like where fuel is, where the coolants are, where <coughs> um, ballast is. This is going to have like the drone launch bays, 
for the front of the ship. Go on this side as well. Again, feeds into the room so that way personnel space. You can even get up to the other level above, which we'll talk about in a few seconds. So the one thing that's about this room is, is besides the drone launch, ballast and power and fuel and stuff, this is actually where the engine array it works. So as you can see here, this is the engine array and we have large engines, one top, one bottom. And this thing actually slides across a track. So basically this thing will slide over here or slide back here. And this is gonna be based on the mass. So if the center of mass changes, then the engine arrays actually will move based on where their center of mass is. Gotcha, and this is because we're taking entire other ships yep. into our hold. Yep. It's a little more than just cargo. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, all right. Nope. So that is the main purpose. So when this thing is going repair mode though, then basically this hole will line up with the center of the engine array, okay. and then the player should be able to climb into it and then do your own repairs for your own ship if you need gotcha. to. So that's kind of a unique thing for our game. We're not going to talk about drones for a while because that's going to be in another dock. MD Brother, thank so you for the follow. Let's, you know, instead of going to the elevator, let's go ahead and go up here now. So basically, we're up here now and... Don't worry, a lot of these things you won't be able to see in the real ship. This is all just very much early on white box stuff. So this is about the earliest white box you can have, guys. So yeah, it's yeah you, want, you said on. you wanted to see how the sausage was made. <laughs> this, this is as early as the sausage is being made here. So this actually goes into the crew quarters, and two crew members would be sleeping in this area, and you know just some lounge, little lounge area for their own. And then you know, if they want to read a book, they don't want to lay down or something like that. But each individual crew pod will be its own dedicated escape pod as well. So okay. if catastrophic failure happens, then they're able to jump in there and kind of get out of dodge. So this is the crew common area where, you know, they would cook meals, they would eat, store food, kind of have like a little lounge where they can just chill and chat and stuff. Um, bathroom, showers, all that stuff would be in this area right here. And then on the other side, more of the same. That way I kind of keep it separated a little bit. Yeah. So. They can kind of have some privacy, but then still have like, you know, dorm mates. <laughs> so let's go up to the last floor, which is the bridge. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So now the bridge is unique, right? In that it is meant to actually rotate. Okay. So we're still figuring out the designs, whether it's going to be the interior only rotating or if it's going to be the whole entire top part rotating. And gotcha. the reason why this would be rotating is we have three crew members up here, right? And each crew member can kind of change what they want to do on the job, right? So like the middle seat would be the pilot seat, dedicated pilot seat. And the other guys, they'd be doing arm operations. Um, they would be doing drone operations, you know, so various functions would be handled by the guys on the side, as well as, you know, one could be a co-pilot, one could be helping out engineering. The engineering station is probably the main station that's doing just that but then also the engineer would probably go over and take care of um, repair preparations and probably anything else they want to do right mm -hmm. even though this ship is only manned by four people there's at least seven stations on this thing yeah. so that way people would need to actually switch around do different things so this ship will keep people busy so you've got the arrows on the floor there i should have guessed it was going to turn around yeah it's <laughs> one of the things we're working on um so as i said before airlocks everywhere we have escape pods here um, two more over here so that way the crew can get out 
if they're either in the bridge or if they're in the crew quarters. So there's always something they can reach, right? Gotcha. So right here, this airlock actually will take them out to this area right here. So if there's something they need to get to really quickly, they can EVA out, and this is right on top of the observation deck. And again, they can kind of EVA out again and go down to different levels. People like see kind of swarming all over the place and kind of just going from there. So we kind of wanted to keep that as in it is a repair ship. It is meant to be entered and exited quickly to be able to get to different areas, different levels really easily on based on what the needs of the ship is. Very cool. So um, <clears throat> I think I think Ryan had talked about things where these the seats themselves are actually going to be on tracks. So based on what is happening with the ship, then basically you get better visibility. So like these things will be moving forward or these things will be moving backwards. Like there's still a bunch of things that we have to work out yeah. and kind of go from there. So, and then once these things are turned over here, then this is the view that they'd be seeing. So they can kind of overview everything and look over everything. All right, so let's do something real quick. I want to show you guys kind of, this is what the ship kind of looks like when we have other ships. As you see, I started with some smaller ships, kind of placing them around inside here. I have like an Argo in there. I have some other things like the Constellation, the Retaliator, and we can kind of see with the thing open, these things can fit up to a point. Mm -hmm. And then that's when these arms kind of will unfurl and start doing some of the repair. So, and for even larger ships, drones, and these repair arms will be used. Gotcha. So it really depends on the different type of repair that they will need to get done. They'll use different tools to repair it. Gotcha. So this is why the command you'd want the command module to rotate because when you have such a large ship in here, the existing observation deck, when you, you, you end up looking at the underside of the retaliator mm -hmm. there. Yep. So, gotcha. so really quickly, I'm going to actually turn on this thing so you guys can see. You guys get a good look of kind of what we've been working with and just building up right here. And let's go ahead and turn it on there. So now we can chatted on the ball. I just want to pick a guy inside the ship. So we've been kind of rebuilding the ship piece by piece, kind of just based on the functionality and where we kind of saw things fitting. Very cool. Oh, like one thing we didn't talk about was um, the turrets up top. Turrets. So all the turrets are going to be remote turrets, so that way these excuse me, these people on the side right here, if, when they're not doing other things, they can actually turn into um, like you know turret turret gunners, and without switching from their stations, everything's going to be super modular. As in, like people are going to be switching jobs really quickly on the ship just to kind of feed the need of the ship at that time. Very cool. And that is about it for this. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, man, Randy, it's, I, I, I don't think you said enough. We, we and everybody in the community appreciate you taking the time to do these for us. Um, yeah, this is an exciting ship. I think by the time people see this, uh, the ship will be on sale already. Uh, you should have the design dock on repair from Todd Pappy. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting ship, a whole new avenue of gameplay, and uh, definitely excited to have it aboard. Okay.
emphasis on uh, the ship went on sale doesn't mean we're going to have it in our hands, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> endeavor. Right yeah. Now I didn't. I didn't tell you guys the reason why I decided to upgrade this ship because remember I said I was really excited about having it. I started watching some of this and I realized this is one of those ships where you're going to need three or four people. It's like that was the other reason why I didn't get the Endeavor. By the way, tenth when uh, I was debating between which ship ones I mentioned. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great ship, but you, it's, you can't go out here one man and do repair operations with this. Now, in the QA for this ship, they do talk about the fact that, you know, you will be able to use NPCs, right? Um, but the thing is, and Chris has always said this, and they say it in the Q&A, that NPCs do not work as efficiently as human players will. And there are plenty of people who really will get off on doing repair. I mean, this is something that they will want to do because it's lucrative. They can make money. Um, let me start out with uh, Fastcart this time. Uh, FC, um, right now in the game, there aren't too many instances where people's ships are disabled to the point where they have to like ask for somebody to come get them, right? Um, in most cases, their ships get destroyed. Um, how, how long do you think it'll be before we start actually seeing things like this situation where like your ship is disabled? Uh, and, I, and maybe it's when persistence goes into its full point. But like right now, people know that they can just kill themselves, you know, go back into the game and respawn. And as long as that's still in the game, the purpose for a ship like this really, you know what I mean, isn't there. Um, right. Do you think it's going to be a long time before we see the Crucible finally come into the game? Or do you think that this is something that could get entered in, let's say, within the next year, year and a half? Do you think, or two years? Do you think it would be something? Two years. Um, I, I, went, I went ahead and looked at the, um, the ship matrix guide, mm -hmm. and it said... Um, it, according to the ship matrix data, it says in concept, concept complete, and that was one year ago. So they haven't touched that um, that particular entry and, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. before. Yeah, I put that in Twitch chat. Thank you. So yeah, so I think it's, it's still it's still a, still a ways out, and I think it's going to be a lot, not a lot different. But it's going to be different from what we from what we just shown. That video was five over five years ago. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they, they, they've learned a bunch of stuff since then, and probably going to see some improvement. And yeah, I think it's going to be m m more than a year. But um, as far as your other question about uh, regarding how how usable it will be, I think people will, for smaller ships like a war and Mustang and anything like that. Up to a cutlass uh, series, I think people those ships would, would just be destroyed. But for uh, it, 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 the Hornet too. But for something like a constellation or a freelancer stuff, something like that, this may c come come more handy for for, for those. But I, I'm not sure. Okay, Corsair Admiral, thank you for the follow. Glad to have you on board with us. Um, let me go to tenth on this one. Tenth, uh, you're the accountant amongst us. Um, <laughs> Well, the reason why it'll be good to use a ship like this is because it will be better for you financially to get your ship repaired versus putting in an insurance claim. And Chris has said that if you come to the insurance claims too often, it's going it, to eventually they may not decide to pay for it or they're going to charge you a higher rate or something later on if you're always messing up your ships. Do so you think that that may be a justification for Absolutely. why people will look for this? I think there's a couple of things going on here, right? So it's a uh, you can scale these things, right? So if you if you are constantly getting into insurance claims and your premium goes up and et cetera, et cetera, because you keep on pushing these things through whatever insurance company, um, you're gonna find 
or you're, 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 I can imagine you'd be forced to find an org or maybe a, uh, a shadier, uh, you know, if you're strapped for cash, right. You might want to, <laughs> instead of making that insurance claim, just take it to the shop, but that shop might be more expensive. So you might go into the other side of things and these guys might have all the juice, but you know, they, 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 it's uh pay us in cash. Right. So mm. that kind of deal. So, so I can see this, uh, this ship being a part of many different kinds of outfits from orgs to, um, you know, small contingents that are just trying to make a buck, you know, things where, you know, you turn your ship in for repair, you show up mm -hmm. and there's not, that crucible is not there the next day, you know, and, and they're scrapping it for parts or whatnot. There's some mm -hmm. gameplay elements to it. But as far as the question on the accounting for it, I firmly believe, and I think someone mentioned it in chat, uh, yeah, Ops uh, was saying that we'll see the Vulcan before we see the crucible. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's an, an important, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, of course you can't know, but this ship, just like you were saying, Griff, is, is huge. Um, and the, the financial ease of running a Vulcan or maybe a fleet of Vulcans before jumping into a Crucible is probably more akin to what your average player might do. Um, because this thing is kind of, it's, it's fit for multi-crew gameplay, for orgs, for people who have experience doing a lot of repairing. And I believe that the Vulcan is going to kind of introduce you to that support world with repair. And um, I think it's a uh, refueling and resupply. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong guys, but, uh, but you can do that all in that little Vulcan. So you kind of think about the town's handyman running around and you, you respond to the call and everything's in the back of your pickup truck. You know, that's kind of the Vulcan mm -hmm. that I'm imagining. Um, and this could be a part of an org that like kind of specializes it, specializes in repair, you know, support mm -hmm. services for all kinds of things. And, you know, then you have the kind of military side of it as well. So um, no doubt looks great. Uh, you know, the concept here that we see in this gray box looks fantastic, you know, kind of akin to what we, I think we were all thinking about. But you're going to, I would say that if you are a part in a, of an org, you might want to see how other people are, who might have a crucible in your org and who's interested in that repair gameplay so that you can team up with them. Maybe get yourself a Vulcan and fly that, you know, that department or that unit together before you go out buy a Vulcan and someone else has a Vulcan. Now you got these two Vulcans in somewhere and your org specializes in mining, you know, so it's kind of like something's not going to get used. So I think that's the kind of financial consideration you might want to uh, have before jumping into one of these puppies. No doubt beautiful, but just something to consider. Okay. Well, Colossal says you can always come over to do business at Colossal's Depot of Mal <laughs> Maleficent <laughs> Ship Repairs. <laughs> And he'll help See? you out. That's the guy I'm talking but, about. But, right yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Rumor, rumor is the parts are from Taiwan. So I don't know if you want to go over there and, 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 and buy stuff from him, y'all. So, but, you know, let the buyer beware. All right. That's all I'm going to say to that. No, uh, the premium Drake part. Oh, your premium Drake parts. Yeah, premium Drake parts. <laughs> Kimmy, uh, here's a question for you because you own a Crucible. What are the other ships that are complementary to this? Because in the Q&A, they say that this ship does have limited salvage capability. And I am thinking about what Tenth said. When you come here to get your ship repaired, it's one thing to come with cash. But, you know, will, will players need to also consider, I've got resources that I could trade. Um, and and what will be some other ships you think will complement this? Do you think that, because I think Rolo or someone mentioned earlier that they talked about this was supposed to have this towing thing before. They've thrown that out. And now because of the SRV coming out, that that's now going to be its own tow thing. 
Um, do you think being into salvage and other stuff will benefit you if you own a, a crucible or do you think just having the crucible is enough and you don't have to worry about the additional ships that kind of work along with it? That's, that's really cool. Uh, I got to give you credit right there, uh, Griff, uh, with that question, because I, I really didn't think about that in the regards of, and now with the, 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 the Mo Trader we have, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. That uh, now we can kind of make a trading more fluid. It's, it's, it's not all about yeah. UEC. Thanks for bringing that yeah. point out there, Griff. That was really cool. You got me there. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, when you, when, you, when you pose that question, now I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I can start using a, whatever it is with salvage or, a, or certain minerals because mm -hmm. with the Crucible, they said that you can basically take uh, the essence or these materials. It could be, let's throw it out there, aluminum mm -hmm. or, or nickel or some other metal and basically um, break it down, and then you it's, it's a liquid laser infusion that pours over the surface of the ship. So, yeah, I, I kind of see that as really cool, where you can say it's not so much of the uh, UEC. Give me or motrate me. Mm. Like, for example, you need this repaired. You might be short on cash because the piracy didn't pan out, right? Mm -hmm. But you, as a pirate, you know, it, you don't have a lot of UEC, but you got a lot of stolen good materials. Mm -hmm. And you're saying you, you pose the you, you pose a uh, proposition to say, hey, I need a repair, but uh, I got a lot of aluminum and nickel. Mm -hmm. Give me X amount of aluminum and nickel. I'll fix your ship. Okay. So yeah. I love that. I love that aspect. I didn't hey. see that one coming, but... Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. But the uh, reason why I bought this ship, mm -hmm. yeah. No, go ahead. Reason why? Well, well, the the reason why I bought the the Crucible was the thing that they said that when you're talking about repairs, I said I ah, I don't really need that ship. But then when they said that the Crucible has the ability to harden and make the hull better than the it coming off the manufacturer's floor, mm -hmm. and I said, wow. Mm -hmm. That's a game changer. Mm -hmm. I got to get this ship. They said this. Mm -hmm. I'm not making this up. Yeah. After you get repairs with the Crucible, your ship is in better condition than it coming off the manufacturer's showroom floor. Yeah. I'm like, holy smokes. And game I think, changer. And I think, and to your point, Kimmy, I think, as Fastcard mentioned, this, this was back in November 2015, the video that we're watching right now. And they have since then talked about those other capabilities that would be done. And I even think painting was one of the things that would come out of this ship, too. Um, you know, oh, being able to do yeah. painting. So you're right, Kimmy. That this the strengthening of your armor, or your ship. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, of a lot of different flexibility pieces that they want to put in here. Wait, fast cart. We gonna say? Yeah, I just had a question for Colossal. Can I get my repairs on uh, on layaway if I come to your, to your depot? <laughs> yeah, with those premium Drake parts, right? With the premium <laughs> Drake parts, right? <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, let's uh, let's jump into our next one. And this is kind of a little bit of a throwback. We went on ahead and hit the Apollo earlier. Uh, as you guys know, there really is no commercial for the Cutlass Red. So I just went out the other day and just shot some footage. Um, I don't think I have any real interior stuff here. I don't think I do. Uh, but um, let's talk about this ship a little bit because all of you guys know, most of you all know that the Cutlass went through a rework. Um, you know, they originally had the Cutlass Red out in the... Um, was the Cutlass blue out before? Originally? Uh, red came uh, out and then the Cutlass first. blue. Yeah, it was first. No, no, no. I mean the original versions. The original ones. Oh, the original version? I don't know. There was only the black. There was only the black and the red in the original. Because they never did do a blue. The black, 
No, there was a there was a red because I owned it before they did the rework. Okay. They didn't do a they didn't have a blue oh, yes, out. They did. Mm -hmm. Yes, they did do the red. It right, the red. and so we as you, red. right now you guys know this is the reworked version of it, and a lot of people went out and bought this ship, and I'm. We're not going to get into a big discussion about this other than some challenges and questions about medical and support. We've already defined the difference between this and the Apollo. Um, the Apollo, we kind of say, will be a little bit more that next step up. People who are much more serious about doing the medical profession. Let me ask you guys this hard question. This is the question I was going to ask Fastcart, but I'll put it to everybody. Just give me your vote on this. A lot of people went out and bought this ship because the bed works as a tier one bed right now. But... That's going to change on this ship. And I don't know if everybody who <laughs> owns this ship knows it is not going to be a respawning point. So will there be a mass flood to melt this sucker? <laughs> okay, it looks like there's a unanimous head nodding going on here. Okay. So we want to make sure. I mean, the servers are going to be cracked and people are going to be <laughs> melting their ships over trying to get a better ship. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and Reddit is going to be a flame. <laughs> oh, man, you thought there was salt before? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, so, so here's the deal, guys. When this ship, before the ship went on sale after the rework, I think it used to run like 120 bucks. And then I think now it's like 135. After the rework, it went up to 135, went up $15. Okay. Um, the, the thing that I want to talk about here is what will the impact of that be? Because again, if you're in the medical career, you know, this, that's not going to be a problem for you, right? You're going to be like, oh, you know, no problem. This is cool. You know, I'm, I'm progressing through. This is more of an ambulance. It's less risk factor than me losing the Apollo if I'm just going to go pick somebody up. Right. Um, but I mean, do you think that there'll be a lot of people that will get rid of this ship or do you think people will still keep it for the tier one? I mean, we don't even know exactly what tier three capabilities are. By the way, this is going to be a tier three ship, guys, not a tier two. It'll be a tier two, which basically is basic wounds, basic wounds it, it, to sustain you. Like Kimmy said earlier, it's designed to just get you to the hospital. So that's like going to be want to know where you got the inf information from. Which one? About the uh, about this, about the, the, the tier, the tier. The, I, I I can't remember if it was when they were doing the 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 uh, Q and A on the Apollo because people wanted to know what the differences were in the beds. It might be in the medical profession careers thing on the site, but they talk about on the three card. three on yeah. There's three different beds: tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier one is the bed that responds you all the way from death or whatever. That that one brings you back. Tier two is for major injuries. Tier three is for minor injuries, basically. Okay, better than a med pen, but you know you still need to go see the doctor later on. And they haven't. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and which one can allow respond? The tier one don't. Tier oh, one. And oh, tier and tier ones are only on the Endeavor, as far as ships go. Only on the Endeavor, they can be put onto the Apollo if you upgrade it. Because the Apollo comes with tier two beds, six tier two beds, if I'm remembering correctly. And I think if you want to upgrade to a tier one, you have to lose two or three of those other ones. Um, yeah, something like that. Something to that effect. I hope I got the order right. Tier one, two, tier, tier two, two, tier three, if I'm not mistaken, that's the order. If anybody knows differently, please put it in chat because there's a good question. Uh, good life. I will try to find it for you. Let's see if we can find it. You don't think it's going to work as I think. Okay, let's 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 look it up. If anybody's got some second, I'm gonna try and look it up too while we're looking at our next ship. Um, fast carts ten. Colossal... Sorry. Go, oh, what are you gonna Go say? 
Oh, Colosso, put it in DM, put it in DM for fast cart, and then he'll put it in there because it's black. So let me let me say this. So with this cutlass red, um, you're gonna see you're gonna see this shake out um, like you would um, the, the the medical profession when this whole tier thing gets decided or you know implemented at least. Um, people are gonna shake out of the red, no doubt. It's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna move out of it unless you're a medical professional. Um, because you're going to want this as, as part of your fleet. And that, that deal is completely fine um, because when the, uh, the Cutlass Red and what it's designed to do, when all dice gets, gets implemented, you're going to pretty much want that as that entry-level ship before you start moving on to your Apollos, your Endeavors, etc. I think a lot of people pick this ship up because um, at the in the current state of things, you could go into combat, you know, whether it's like uh, ground combat or Atmo or, you know, space, and you could have your uh, two Cutlass Blacks, or excuse me, Cutlass Reds sitting somewhere. You can, you know, tie yourself to one of those beds and you could have these kind of org on org battles with respawn en enabled right mm -hmm. and a lot of people are really are really focused on dog fighting and, and military you know at least when the, the red showed up so this is going to be a from a from a testing perspective the red was a great way to continue to drive some of the testing for not only medical gameplay but kind of as the indirect uh, consequence the co combat gameplay because now people who were flying and fighting and all this good stuff all this good stuff could not go all the way back to PO or you know all the the, the habitats um, but go directly back to a cutlass red and um, get back into the fight faster so you're definitely going to see people shake out of this thing um, to the extent that they want to be in something else um, mm -hmm. you know but uh, I, I, I think it's a it's a good it's a good problem. Um, and remember, the game is firmly in testing phase. So having this available to the community, people pick it up, have it. They might even decide they want to keep it. Some people might decide they want to, to melt it and get something else. But you're you're going to see that, you know, you're going to see these things flying around a little bit less often. I think CIG wants to kind of design it that way because how many times do you see an ambulance with the lights flashing? You know flying down your street you hate to see it right but mm -hmm. you know you don't want to see it too often you don't want these things to be as prolific you know so uh that's my, my thoughts on that. that's a good point guys take a look uh fast card thank you colossal and i put a part of the description into there's a link there uh from the shipyard that does talk about medical um uh, gameplay and if you want to get any details about what they've designed defined as the tier one two and three uh, that information is there. Don't forget, fan, fans, this stuff can change, right? You know, they're yeah. still developing it. You know, we're just going by what they've shared with us. You know, sometimes we hear pieces of this on a, a SCL or whatever, and the next thing you know, it changes or it upgrades uh, based on what they're doing in the game. But thank you, Colossal, for uh, for putting that in for us. Um, Cutlass Red, uh, it, it, it has added a lot to gameplay, uh, even in the state that it's in right now. People love being able to have that ship uh one of the biggest things that help people with is when they're doing missions right people will bring a cutty red and park it outside of a mission area in case someone dies they don't have to cross across the galaxy to get right back into whatever it is they're trying to do and i think that that has been a, a positive um but it'll be also interesting later on to see 
when this ship does get downgraded, what will happen? I think in that description it said that uh, Tier 3 is recover from minor injuries such as a limb being damaged. So, broken leg, maybe shot in the leg, something like that, it can bring you back. But anything deeper than that, you gotta go to the doctor, gang. Gotta go to the doctor. Okay. Alrighty. Um, listen. That was interesting. Thank you. Yeah, again, and, and you know, folks, you know, some of this information, you know, we're reaching way back. We've gone back five years on some of this information. Some of it is just a year old. Uh, so, but these subjects haven't been talked about in quite a while. And I was, I was sharing with the guys earlier that I got some things refreshed in my head just from doing some of this stuff, uh, just doing the research on this. Uh, let's change the channel. Let's get out of this whole, um, let's see. It says, I read the link and nowhere does it say that the red or any tier bid can't serve as a respawn point. Um, yeah, it's not, not, it's not that article. Can't serve as a respawn and good life maybe help us out here when you say a respawn point you're saying i'm saying right now they do work as a respawn point but i'm saying when you die later you're not going to respawn in a cutlass red you know Greg, that, you, that, that's, that's the information he wants oh that's what he's you looking for to a game okay you say when you die you don't you don't and it's it's not a it's not a jab at you i'm just saying there's a there's a gap in that right so there's a game loop that has to develop to determine uh, what happened in that between those instances? And again, I'm not. Don't take this as gospel. But but uh, and I and I don't want you guys to say, oh, you theory crafting. What are you doing? But when you look at this uh, this medical gameplay and all these other careers, we're talking about CIG is putting together a matrix of things. So based upon these mission givers, with when we're talking about true persistence, I cash, and them being able to pull the metrics of information that will say. Give them a mission giver. Give that person a mission giver. And so when we talk about medical and that state of where that person is and his state, you you there may be gameplay that will allow you to work or stabilize them to a certain time limit. And or and or if you're able to pull them out and bring them to consciousness, there's your respawn point. So when you look at these metrics of these these ships that have these medical capabilities. The first stage or that development is the spawning point. So when you put you pull in the middle there to say, okay, are you able to save that person? Yeah, then you need to respawn that uh, person. So there's it's not just there to say I'm gonna put it here and remove it. It's something to do with being able to bring that person back from the brink, especially when we're talking about the the foundational tech like persistence, and then you're talking about. The last thing you want, and then, and then Chris reiterated this so much, death of a spaceman. That's the last thing we want to happen. And so those three aspects of those ships and that tying in of the medical gameplay and those mission givers, you may have a network that you can, okay, you can stabilize this person up to a certain amount of time to get them to the hospital. How far are you from the medical facilities? You may have scanners specifically for the outline where these these facilities can be where you can take the person as fast as you can but in the meantime you stabilize or if you're able to pull them from the brink boom your respawn happens so it's it's kind of a uh catch 22 there but they put it in for a reason okay i might i might have to beg to differ a little bit on that and good chief i'm going to point you to chris's most recent article that he did on death of a spaceman because kimmy just mentioned that um let me pop it in. 
that was the video that uh, we just recently saw. Now, I want to make sure I understand what he means by respawn. Because that's, that's, I think that's probably the thing where maybe we're maybe crossing wires here a little bit. Yeah. When, I, when I'm referring to respawning as when you die. Now, Chris made it very clear that they're going to do this thing where you're going to use your DNA at a location. And that if you die, in other words, you die, die. There's going to be right. this option of you coming back in a, from your DNA at whatever that location is where you left your DNA at. That's not on a Cutlass Red, and it's not on an Apollo, at least as far as I know of. Right. He mentioned it being at a facility or a hospital. Now, once that happens, you can have a choice of you come back. And when you come back, he talked about there being some possible loss or degeneration in your DNA. And that can only happen so many times. And then eventually it doesn't happen anymore. And you can't come back as that person anymore. You right. come back as someone else. And, and guys, totally correct agree. me. You guys I, in I chat, totally correct me if I'm wrong, chat, if I've, if I've got something wrong with that. So that's why I'm curious about this term respawn, because right now in the game, we respawn. You die, you come back. There's no right. impact to your character. There's no loss. It's, it's, it's basically COD in space right now. Right. So For right now, in his I'm question, I, but, but here, you know, this is what he says. Respawn. Listen, listen to what he says. He says respawn does not mean you're going to go back into battle. Respawn means that your body shows up in a bed and it's up to the medical professionals either to ferry you to a hospital or get you back into a fight. That's not necessarily what they've said either. What they've said is if I'm in battle and I die, my body's laying there. It's up to my partners to drag my body back. My body is not going to just despawn from not that location. Future, right, right. No, death. I'm talking about in the future. Right, I'm, I'm saying yeah, in the I'm future. No, no, I'm, I'm speaking to what he's saying right now, Kimmy. Not, right. not, to, not to your point. And I'm saying this yeah. is what they said will happen in the future. That your yeah. body, in fact... That not only will your body be there, Chris said that your body will be there. And when you come back in your clone state, you can come back to where your body was to retrieve your items. With no items. <laughs> right. With no items. If somebody hasn't robbed you. Right. If somebody hasn't robbed you. Right. So, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Good life. I, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm saying where the state of responding is right now. Maybe I'm talking about where it will ultimately be. That yeah, ultimately, totally that is not going to be how the beds will work, where you'll be spawning in them just because you die right there. No, on the brink, I, I, only I, on the brink or unconscious. And I said, uh, 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 I, I said in chat, I remember hearing what, what, what Griffin had heard. I think it was it probably said in SGL or some calling on dev or something like that. It's specifically from Chris Roberts or, or some, someone in, 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 in charge of that de 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 development. It might have, they might have changed their mind mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the future. Yep. But yes, I remember hearing exactly what Griffin I yeah, the, don't know. I can't remember. The, I can't remember where it was said. Yeah, the death of the spaceman thing has been such a, a, a somewhat theory crafted, somewhat extracting, extrapolating things from what Chris has said. I think his most recent post is probably the closest thing we can go by, and even that changed a little bit. They added some new things to that. So I, I appreciate your point. Uh, good life. Yeah, we'll see. I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, oh, I guess my whole point was is that I don't know that the cutlass red will have the same level of operating in its tier as an endeavor would i guess that's what i was saying and oh, i think no. that right now right in the future. in the future right in the future and i'm just kind of concerned that if people don't understand that that ship may change they may say oh my god i bought the ship thinking i could 
do all this great stuff and now they've kind of cut it back to only doing so much so but we'll see we'll see what happens what do you say fast card let, let, yeah, let me ask you good, good life it, it, if what we say is true like what you said about about the tier three not being respawn torn good life would that change your opinion about, about the cutlass red and make you want, want, want to buy another share go ahead mm, that's a good interesting point okay all right good good questions and, and good uh good comments there um let's jump into the next one here and this is one that we don't hear about very much guys um no video for it because there is none i was going to shoot some and i didn't get time to edit it actually i did shoot it i just didn't edit it now that i think about it did i edit it actually i did edit it why didn't i put it in here okay the mako <laughs> you know it was a long week guys it was yeah, really a long week oh no you know what happened i'll tell you what happened what was really weird i went in and i don't own a mako so i rented one right the, the terminal let me rent one I rented nice. it. I went in and shot some exterior stuff. I got pulled away. I said, oh, I'll come back and do the interior stuff later. I came back. The Mako would not show up on the rental screens. It wouldn't even show up to rent it again. So I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know if it was one of the patches they did over the last couple of days, but whatever it was, the Mako was not available anymore. So I didn't finish it. Uh. Um, but for those of you all who don't know about this ship, it's the Reliant Mako. It is what we, we nicknamed it back in the day, the news van. Uh, it's, yes. it's basically the media uh, broadcasting ship that's in the game. This ship has had a lot of theory crafting wrapped around it too, as to what it will really, really do. Um, but basically the idea is that, and, and they've talked about this ship being used for everything for content creators who want to be able to shoot stuff, being used for surveillance and being used for broadcasting. Some of you guys know that throughout the game, there are these monitors everywhere. Those monitors are not necessarily intended just to run ship commercials, but there's the, been talk about whether or not really there will be tying in to those monitors even when certain things take place, whether it's a battle, covering some type of event or whatever. Do any of you guys own the ship? Uh, anybody on the panel? Any of you guys own the ship or no? No. Fastcart, you're a part of Relay and you don't own one of these? I thought that the, <laughs> all the guys in Relay own one of these. I, I, I'm going to be the mad faster guy. I'm going to be the guy who, uh, who, 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 I, who, to, to, no, who, who supplied <laughs> the mod that, that would go into, into, into these ships. But um, yeah, I, I, I know people in Relay are, are, are all about the ship. They're, they're looking forward to it. They want to like do things in, in game, but they and, and, and they can't um, they, they can't wait for it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for, as far as I am, I, 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 I don't own one. Mm -hmm. It is an interesting ship uh, on the exteriors, on one of the ends of the wings rather, there is a very wide, very large camera. Uh, that the operator in the back can operate and it gives a really cool view of anything There has to be definitely coordination between the pilot and the person who's using the camera They do have some flexibility of controlling the camera But it also needs to be definitely communication going between who's piloting the ship and the person who's operating the camera um, Hypothetical question to the panel I, 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 I know See, you guys have to forgive me. I'm a role player. Okay, so please understand when I put these questions out they will sound so unrealistic, but I can't help myself. Okay, I cannot help myself. I'm one of those people that believe that they should create some mechanic in the game. I'm going to go back to the Cutlass Red and the Medevac ships. That they should be treated just like they would be treated in war. That if you see a medical ship, right, you cannot fire upon it. And if you do fire upon it, then there's going to be issue. Now, I don't have a problem with you firing upon it when it's in route. Okay? In other words, we get a call that there's something going on. I'm going to go pick somebody up. If you want to attack me while I'm on my way there, that's fine. I do have an issue with after I've picked somebody up, 
and I'm trying to transport them to a hospital that you decide you're going to fire upon me. Now, I've came up with this really weird thing about how they could make that work. In other words, if you do decide to attack me, I feel you should get a crime stat. I think you should get an elevated crime stat for attacking it. Now, you may say, well, I'm doing it because this guy's picking up my enemies and trying to take them back. But to me, I think there should be like a Geneva Convention thing and that you should get a penalty for attacking somebody because I think that that keeps gameplay going when you're able to move people back and forth. The Kimmy says, nah, forget it. Now, <laughs> that's my role-playing side. Okay, now the reason why I'm saying that is this. For people who want to do this news van, for people who want to do that level of gameplay with medical, is it going to be a turnoff because basically people are going to see them as nothing more than a flying bullseye? Well, is, is there going to be a turnoff? I mean, if, some, if you see this ship out there, let's say that you're trying to cover, Kimmy, let's say you're in an org and you're trying to cover this for your org so that people can see what's going on. And then all they do is just blast you out of the sky. Not because you're attacking anybody or doing anything, but just because you're there. Will you still want to be a newscaster? Will you still want to be broadcasting to the universe what's going on? You trying to make some name and fame for yourself, and every time you go out, they see a yellow ship, and they just decide to blow it out of the sky. Riff, you know better, man. You know I'm asking. This. I'm asking. Vanduul don't care. I ain't talking about Vanduul. Pirates don't care. I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about pirates. I, I mean, you got to you gotta include everything, man. You can't just say, well, I'm a news van. Leave me alone. I'm like, you witnessing a crime here. You, I'm, <laughs> I wait don't a minute. want any witnesses. Wait, wait, no, I'm not, but I'm not talking about those scenarios. No, those scenarios, I agree with you. A pirate attacking me, yes. Vanduul attacking me, yes. But that's not, that's role play. I'm talking about people who just see you are a moving target. And, no, 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 no. I'm saying I agree with you if those people attack me. I'm talking about the regular player who just happens to see a ship moving and they just decide to shoot at it regardless of what it's doing. That's what hey, I'm man, talking if, about. If you ain't making your UEC, ain't nothing regular. Wow. If it comes down to your bottom line, <laughs> ain't nothing regular about anything. You got to make that money, man. <laughs> wow. Look, look at Pramster. Pramster, thank you, Pramster. Pramster understands what I'm saying. Thank you, Pramster. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now, no, no. But look, no, look at what he says. Look what he says, though. He says within UEE space. And I'm willing to buy that for a dollar. Because that's like Eve. If I'm in UEE space, I'm saying there should be certain protections for me. And mind you, if you want to shoot my red ship, that's fine. If you want to shoot my ambulance, that's fine. But. My point is for gameplay reasons, because here's the problem, Kimmy, in, in a lot of these games, these space shooter games, there's never a consequence for the person who does the shooting. The person on the other end lost their ship, lost their life. They, they, matter of fact, maybe they're on their last life because you decided to blow that ambulance driver up and now he's got to go through this whole new cycle. And guess what? All you did to do is chuckle and put a little mark on your wall saying you blew up another ship. That's some crap. You should catch some heat. You should catch some heat. For doing that stuff, go ahead, fast cart. <laughs> Wasn't there a, a post or a clip or, or, or like a week or two ago about saying that the, the Idris will be like cut the Concord of of um a star citizen? Say that one more time. Wasn't there, uh, the Idris? The Idris will be will, will start. But, well, the Idris, um, but that's only if you have like a lot of ships that the Idris will pop up. It's got to be like a you got to have a bunch of ships to come in for the Idris to come in. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna elevate based upon how big the attack is. So it just won't okay. show up. It's got to be a bunch of ships. Now, let me go. I want to go back to something that Good Good Life says. He says, dude, you're a healer. We don't know what you're doing there. And I agree. So here's, here's, here's my answer. I told you, games, I thought about this. What I said was, is that there should be a way that if I bring somebody who's on my ship who's wounded, they're, and they're wounded, 
whoever that was who said who followed let me see who that was who followed Arcadia, Arcadia thank okay. you for the follow thank you for the follow if, if I pick up somebody once I pick up somebody and I'm running red lights good life <laughs> thank you for the follow good life he's giving good <laughs> questions tonight he's challenging me I like that I'm saying that if an injured person is on my ship once an injured person and it got to be in the bed they got to be in the medical bed and know that they're injured how would people know what do you, I'm going to tell you because my was me scan them. Thank you, thank you, tenth. You scan them. There you go. You scan them. That's all you got to do. All you do. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if you scan my ship and there's a wounded person, you can say, okay, he's on a legitimate run. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you scan my ship, if you scan my ship and ain't nobody hurt on that bad fella, you can blow it out the sky. As far as I'm concerned, you can blow me out the sky. I agree with you. We need to get out of here. Let, let me shoot you in the leg and put foot in the bag, Joe. And then let's put a clean Yeah. Well, and good, yeah, good. And, but Good Life mentions another point, and he talks about the fact that, you know, I don't have to scan you if you're... Because, like, you know, in the, in the war, if you had the Red Cross on you when you flew over area, you knew not to bomb right. it, right? So, I don't get me wrong... I. I know that there's the, you know, I'm, I'm asking way too much. Trust me, from a from a from a lot of people who enjoy griefing and everything else, I know it's a lot to ask. And I told y'all at the very beginning that this was a RPG scenario. You know, that's my last name. But I wish they would create something in that dynamic for medical people, so that when they do want, like I'm thinking about the people who have these orgs that are nothing but medical orgs. That's that's their whole thing is doing medical, and they want to be able to respond to beacons and all this other stuff. And and my thing is, they know there's risk involved. But oh my God, if the risk is just because they're moving through space and they're out there trying to actually help whoever they can help and then they're getting tagged all the time, is that going to turn people off when it comes to their career? I'm not going to belabor the point. You guys get what I say. Better to have a yeah. roll with the crew. You're right. You're right, games. That might be the deal. You just have to make sure you got an escort with you whenever you're whenever Thanks you're doing something. Steve. Thank you, Scuba Steve. We appreciate that, buddy. Um, so oh, let's go back to the Mako guys. Um, the news van. I love it. It, it, is it is it practical? I mean, is it going to be practical? I mean, are people going to take on that role of broadcasting? It, 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 anything, it, anything going to be practical in, in, in this game? I mean, like some things will, will be more practical than others. I think it just depends on on the, on the, on the individual or individuals who who are who are trying to make, make something work in, in the game. But yeah, I think we have all these plans and stuff like that. Who knows if it'll actually come to fruition? But but they'll give it a try. I think I think it had a good chance of being practical. Yeah. Good life. Thank you for the subscription. Yeah, go ahead. Let me say this. Here's the thing. If if uh, one of the key tenets of Star Citizen is to be a, an immersive universe that has all these loops where people can feel as though um, they can do anything, right? You've heard CR say that tons of different times, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to put that and keep that as a main tenet of the game. You're going to have to, and for all my fighters out there, right, you're going to have to think about the game outside of just trying to pew-pew somebody, right? Now, is that going to be a, a, a critical component? Will people have to be defended and know where to travel and what to do and et cetera, et cetera? Absolutely. But, there, but if, if we only cater to the ones who want to blow stuff up or grief or however, whatever side of the coin, you, it's not how do you want to call it, it's, 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 it's not going to be fun for a lot of people. So going back to Griff's original question was if somebody who's in a medevac or a, 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 an Apollo or an SRV or a Mako or something else, right? Like, 
they're continually getting popped in the in the core of them bringing to the game was I want to be able to you know be I, I want to start a news network and I want to be at the uh, breaking news whenever orgs decide to you know fight each other I want to catch it all I want to be able to talk to you know very high level people in the verse that's something you want to do you should absolutely be able to do it now you have to understand the consequence of it but there needs to be, uh, just like there are, there there is for military game pe- gameplay. There's some rails to that. the The other piece of the pot, the pie, is what kind of rails are we going to put on so that somebody who wants to enjoy the other careers can also do that with the idea that they also have to come prepared. So, what am I saying in a nutshell? Simply put, it's balance, guys. Like you're going to have to figure out how to balance the whole thing. And once you figure it out, everybody's going to have a great time. So if, if I'm in the Mako, I know full well I can get popped at any different, at any point in time, but there's going to be some kind of trade-off for me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the speed. Maybe it's um, me having as as part of an orb or a fleet. Maybe it's some combination of Griff's idea, but it has to be something there so that people don't get fed up with it because the fact that this game, this ship is in the game means that CIG wants you to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Interesting point. Uh, and and again, I, guys, I trust me. I I I understand that we, I was an old Eve player. I remember back in the old days. If you want to go somewhere, you got to bring an escort, bring some people, all this other stuff. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I'm just saying, I really would love to see that there's, as Tim said, just some balance. If someone pops me and I'm in a news van, if I'm in UEE space, maybe I got to pay for a license to do it. But that's part of my idea. If somebody pops me, right. they should get a crime stat. Yeah, I died, but at least they got a crime stat, you know, for doing it, you know, just for the heck of it. Um, you know, and I get the idea, too, that maybe somebody's doing surveillance. Maybe it's not that they're covering news. Maybe they're out there doing some dirty stuff. That's a chance that that person who shoots them, it might be worth it. It might be worth getting that crime stat to pop that ship and get rid of it. I'm just, I just, I, I just have such a bad taste from Eve where there was yeah, no repercussions. I get it. I get it. I, there was I get no it. repercussions. It was always one-sided. The person who got popped took the bigger loss no matter what, and that drove me crazy. And, and I just don't want to see that and, happen and, in this. And Eve can, someone can, can pop you with, with a cheap destroyer or even a figure. Exactly. Nothing happened. Exactly. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. And, 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 you would, and you would be out millions. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Drove me crazy. Yeah, a higher bounty even, Ops Chief. I agree. Something like that that says, hey, if you decide to kill somebody who's, you know, in an ambulance and they're transporting somebody, maybe instead of a one-level crap, maybe it's a three, you jump up by three crime stats. I don't 20, know. 20,000 UEC. Yeah, ooh, boy, yeah, that hurts, doesn't it? Because that bad fella hurts when you outrun the cops and they charge you the 20 grand. Boy, that hurts. Hit you in the wallet. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, it's a sandbox game. How can you possibly control that? I agree. Some people don't care about the bad. And, and you're right, good life. That's why I mentioned it and I said I'm a role player. There are some people who don't come to the game as a role player, and that's fine. Um, not a problem, you know, because I'm not expecting everybody to role play in this game. Uh, but I am saying that there are some things that can build in the mechanics. There's some basic things, like someone mentioned earlier. Scan the ship. If there's an injured person on the ship, you take a chance on it. If you scan the ship and there's nobody injured, boom, you can blast the sucker out of the sky if you want to, as far as I'm concerned. And they've got yeah. that capability now in the game, you know. And you so. might not care. You might not care. And that's good. That look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like the cool thing about CIG, I encourage uh, everybody to go back and watch the most recent video with the president, Kimmy65, on it, where he talks about the community. <laughs> Kimmy is a star in the world. And then, Kimmy, I'm always going to give you that for that, man. I love being the presence of greatness. But here's the thing. <laughs> oh <my> the, <laughs> here's the thing, though. The coolest part about it is that there's a ton of different kinds of people who play this game. And however you're going to play it, 
you're welcome, right? And we just want to make sure that everybody can enjoy. That, yeah. that, at least that's from my my, my perspective, yeah. right? So All that's right. what I would want to see. I'm going to cap this ambulance thing off with Pramster's last comment. He said, you could get an achievement for ambulance chaser for killing ambulances. So there you go. So you can get a, <laughs> an award for doing that in the game, right? <laughs> Uh, Griffin, go figure. One last thing. One last thing about the ambulance thing. Um, agent sent, sent me that link, and that um, it, it, um, talk about John Crew. Um, going, going to more in detail. I didn't see the specific. Oh, um, awesome. Lie, lie about the in the endeavor or and and the cutlet and and, and whatnot, but he goes into more de more detail. Okay, awesome. That's good news. Thank you, guys. Check out that link if you want to know more about this whole thing with uh, ambulances and tears and death and all that good stuff. Okay. Let's hit our last ship of the day. Actually, there's two of them. Let's uh, let's move on here into. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. We got another ship. I forgot about. Yeah, check this out. Everybody knows this ship.
I'm so sorry, my mic was muted. Um, funny. Let's hit this a little bit. Um, some of you guys remember when the Starfarer came out, uh, there were a couple of surprises about it. One of them was um, that it was much bigger than expected. It was the first ship that we got that was like 100 meters in length. Um, the other thing that was surprising was that CIG spent a lot of time on the layout of the ship. Um, but, they, but a lot of the time that was spent was in relation to what happens when we have boarding parties, when someone tries to take over the ship. And I think they actually did a pretty good job on the sense of the maze-like design and the different ways you can access the ship. But there was a bad side to it, where a lot of people felt that the layout of the ship was also very confusing, uh, that it didn't make a lot of sense, and that they might have spent too much time. Yeah, they may have been worrying about too much time on the PvP aspect of it, but not the actual physical layout in the sense of the functionality of the ship. So I want to kind of lay that down as a background. Uh, this was also the very first ship where we saw a, a, a dramatic increase in price. Uh, when this ship first came out, it was 185 or 175, 195 bucks. It jumped from that up to, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, is it $300 now? If I'm remembering correctly, I think it's yeah, the Starfare. Um, and so it had a big, but it also grew in size, which was another factor. Uh, and we saw another that also happened with the 890 jump that went from $600 to uh, $900. Uh, so we've seen that when these ships grow, that the prices change. Uh, best bang for the buck right now, for those of you who don't know it, was the original price from the Merchantman, <laughs> which was 250 bucks, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, something like that. And so we've seen this happen where there have been ships that have increased in price. The Carrick was another one that increased in price. I think it went from 350 oh, to $500. Yeah. So there's been several ships where we've seen this happen. Um, the Starfare. Let's, uh, I want to put some background on this ship because this was the first ship that we saw that was really of large scale, decent size scale because it's not large. Um, first of all, do any of you guys own a Starfare or a Gemini? That's the question I want to ask. Is anybody here into that? Not own. I think it's a rental for me. Okay. Okay. Kimmy, you don't own one? No. Okay. Way. Fast Cart, you don't own one either? Okay. This is the ultimate level of support for me is doing this type of career for people who are into this. Um, I, there, there's something I learned today, though, from reading the Q&A, and we do want to put the, um, not just the Q&A, there's a great piece in the shipyard that uh, CIG uh, did on refueling. Um, I'll put it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I was trying to get it. Um, but it's called Fuel Mechanics, and there's been a lot of concern about this particular ship. When people bought this ship, the very first thing people thought of was that, ooh, I'll be able to go out and harvest fuel. And I'm going to make my millions and become a capitalist uh, <laughs> from, from doing fuel. Yep. And all of a sudden, a few years later, CIG said, yeah, you can harvest hydrogen fuel. But you can't harvest quantanium fuel. Right. And people went crazy. They went nuts. Um, that never happened, Griff. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and people thought that you know they'd be able to do quantanium, and then we found out that quantanium is is a hard material that is mined by ships like the Prospector or the Mole, or uh, I'm assuming even the Orion. Um, but what they have alluded to was that the fact that the ship can refine that material. Now, here's something I've seen people do, and I'm, I'm going to connect some dots here, and then you guys can jump in. Um, I have seen, yes, yes, it can refine both of them, Ops Chief, absolutely. Um, I've seen people taking the mole out 
in a Drake Cutlass and in other ships and go out and mine them. I have never seen anybody take one out in a Starfarer. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because I've always wondered why the Starfarer had that big ramp in the back, right? I mean, I've watched people put all types of stuff in the back of that ship. None of it ever made sense to me, right? <laughs> they've crammed Merlins back there. They've crammed... I'm like, why would I put that in a Starfarer? The thing's a beast, you know? But then I started thinking about... If that thing can refine Quantanium, it makes sense to put a mole of several moles and not moles, um, rocks. Put rocks inside of it and take it down to a planet and let it mine Quantanium and then bring that stuff back on board. Also, if you guys notice in the layout of the uh, Starfarer, at the upper deck where you go into the captain's or the pilot area, there is a panel that looks out over the dock area. I used to assume that that was for Manifest. Maybe it is still for a Manifest. But I'm also wondering whether or not that it's something that uh, when you bring materials into that docking area, you use that panel to allocate things to be refined in the ship, which could be a possibility. So if now if you've mined Quantanium, you've brought it into the cargo area, just like when we do when we go to Port Olisar to trade in something, you bring that panel up, it shows that you've got so many CCU or CSCU of Quantanium, and now you transfer it into the refinery on that ship, and now you're able to produce Quantanium fuel. Possibility. Um, since none of you guys own this ship, what are your feelings about the Starfarer? Do you think it's... Uh, and, and we can talk about the Merlin, uh, not the Merlin, the uh, Gemini as well, uh, which is its uh, sister ship. <clears throat> Any any thoughts on these ships? Flex are, are people going to hire these guys, or is this going to be just an org kind of thing? What do you guys think? Or is there any other gameplay? I'm with Kimmy. I'm with Kimmy, man. This thing. Yeah, I agree. It's massive. It, it's this is for yeah large orgs with the with the focus that have uh you know some 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 steady cash flow going on that they can allocate the cost of upkeep of this deal. And uh, continue to make be profitable. I mean, this come <laughs> with all the big ships, boys. Like jumping into these things is not going to be a spur of the moment decision, right? Like, yeah, I, I want to get one of these things, and you know, rec recognize that you know the fuel to well, it depends you know, take on off somewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. But you know, with these things, man, you got to really consider it. And so, um, you know, I I don't personally plan on having one like this. I think a lot of my ships stop in my fleet, uh, stop at the uh, kind of small crew level. Mm -hmm. um, this is very much a large crew org operation ship. So um, yeah. unless your org has a need for it and you know, you're want to gift, you know, your capital ship to your org uh, for a specific, you know, vertical, then, um, this this would be something for you, but it, it certainly isn't a solo deal. Yeah, I I, I I forget what year and month this came out, but when it, when when it first came out, I, I one of my friends um, put it out put it out and let me go on it. I got lost in it so quickly. Even watching Twitch videos or streamers going it, they get lost in instantaneously. My first thought was someone said it in Twitch chat, but my first thought was this would be a great um, PVP. Um, the Starfarer, because we didn't have, we didn't really have those back when it first came out. Now we do, but still, it's still pretty good. Even now, but um, yeah, people, people in chat, in chat saying that it, it, it needs an interior rework, mm -hmm. especially now that you know, compared to the newer stuff coming out, 
Who knows? Uh, Kimmy, got a question for you. Everybody's looked at this ship from the aspect of fuel, right? But CIG has also alluded to the fact that it's not just about fuel, that it can transport anything. Uh, what does this do for people who have bases, uh, such as bringing resources, something as simple as water, right? Uh, or, or some other type of food source? Uh, are people just kind of being limited when they look at the ship as just being, you know, just for bringing fuel, fueling ships and that's it? Well, that, that's another good question, uh, Griff, because uh, now that the, the assets and features are, are unfolding in, in Star Citizen, now we're talking about the aspects of gases and, and refining it. And what could that do? Uh, some of the things I was thinking of as far as, you know, you have these locations like uh, your home. Now that we're talking about homesteads, right? Mm -hmm. and, and now we're seeing these different weather uh, locations uh, like Microtech Coal. You know, you're not going to sell uh, particular, uh, potentially water to someone that lives in Microtech. Mm -hmm. Right, right, <laughs> they, right. They can go outside and dig it up and put it in a mm -hmm. cup and go back in the house and they got right. water. When you're talking about desert areas, mm -hmm. man, this is a game changer. When you're talking about people that uh, by by choice or, or having or having no choice, they have to be in this desert location. Mm -hmm. And the Starfarer, it finds a niche where it can bring w literally water to a planet or or maybe you have a farm or you have these plots of lands where maybe you're uh in, you're involved with hydroponics and mm -hmm. you have to grow certain items of veg vegetation mm -hmm. then uh I, there's a niche for that star fair to drop water supply or, or, or going to instead of just fuel now you're talking about homesteads that pop up now you're you're you're, you're the star fair has more of an aspect of of filling more roles where you can take water to these homesteads mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, it's not so much of well, someone's going to blow me up. I'm in, I'm in a, a hostile territory, so I need escorts. Whereas you, you can take the, you can take the, uh, the starfare to UEE territories and just uh, feed homesteads of just pure water or some other supplies, mm -hmm. grain maybe to to grow their uh, crops. Mm -hmm. There's so many aspects opening up with the starfare, so. Yeah, it, it's it's a lucrative business, but it's got a lot of overhead. Mm -hmm. And again, when I first saw it, I, I got it, it intimidated me with the scale. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it it is a big ship, and, and those are great points, Kimmy, that you bring out. Cruz the Solaris, Sol Solias. Thank you for the follow. I'm sorry for for butchering your name. I probably said it wrong, but thank you. Uh, no, Kimmy's right. This ship has got to be looked at beyond that. Admiral, I saw your question. It floated through earlier. Let me give you what I do know about the, the Gemini. Uh, the answer is yes regarding the, the missile capacity in the front. That is swappable from the uh, the gas vent that is normally on the Starfarer. You can swap that out. Um, it does pull gases such as hydrogen or in gas clouds. It also is able to separate them. Hence why we have the different tanks in the back. Of course, they can't be mixed, but you can separate different types of gases into those areas. Um, the, as you guys know, the Gemini has better defenses uh, in the sense of armament, uh, but it also loses some of its cargo space. That is the difference between that and the, uh, the standard Starfarer, between the Gemini and the Starfarer. Um, this, I think the Look Gemini. I have, to, I have to go in for a minute. Okay, sure. The Gemini uh, also cost us a little bit more. I don't remember what the price difference was in the d between the two. I don't know if anybody remembers I, what the I, difference was. I put it in Twitch chat. The uh, Starfire is three hundred, and the Gemini is three forty. 
Okay, three forty US dollars. US dollars. Yeah. Fastcart's gotta pop out for a little bit. He may make it back before we're done. Is there anything fastcart about this ship that sticks out for you? I know you talked about the fact of the PvP aspect, but in in the fact that the land not for me that's huge. This big yeah, it's not for me, it's it's huge. Yeah. And I'm I mean, I'm looking forward to to maybe being served by it if I ever run out of fuel in 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 the first it'd be interesting. Yeah. I will say this about this ship. Yeah, I, I love this ship. I've memorized it in and out as soon as I got it because I was so fascinated with the size about it. And, I, and you're right. For people who don't frequently get on this ship, it is so easy. I'll tell you another thing. Trying to remember where all the component panels on this ship is a monster, too. You better have a real good engineer who works who works on this particular ship. Um, yeah, yeah, you do. And, and Kimmy's right. This is another one of ship where you've got to have you got to have security. You've got to have people who know what they're doing engineering wise, and you've got to have people who know about fueling the ships. With the glass of the gas cloud tech coming in, it'll be really interesting to see if they implement some aspect of gas collection with this ship too. Uh, I would love to see that happen uh, with this with either of those ships because it will all of a sudden make them practical. I don't know if you've ever tried to fly one of these suckers. It is a beast. I, this is no joke. I came I came out of Quantum going to one of those Hurl HLR5s or 4 or whatever one time. And you know how you have to do like that second jump where you go from 100 kilometers out to like 30 kilometers? So I decided to, you know, you're going through an asteroid belt. And I proceeded to head toward this place. And as I tried to slow down, I drifted 10 kilometers past the station. That's how much this thing drifts. This thing and prospectors, they drift like crazy, guys. So I'm telling you now, give yourself plenty of time. I also took about 20 people out one time. We were going to Grim Hex because we were going to go party at Grim Hex. So we all loaded up in one of these suckers. And I tried to bank and make a turn. I drifted right into an asteroid, killed all 20 people. So that's another <laughs> thing that I want to <laughs> warn you about in this sucker. You know, listen, asteroid belts are not a friend of the Starfarer, okay? So if your fleet says we're in such and such belt, come give us fuel. Don't rush to get there is all I'm telling you, okay? It is, it is a beast. It is a beast to fly. But it's a lot of fun to fly too because it is really, really, a, really a big ship. Uh, FC's got to duck out for a little bit. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah. Before you go, real quick, if there's a ship that you would add to the list of support that's not in here that you think should be on here, is there anything in particular that you would add? I know you mentioned about the tow ship earlier. Is there anything else that, that you think? Yeah, that, 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 that one, the SRV, the tow, the tow ship. Okay. You can you can take people out of our atmosphere, get them out of trouble, and stuff like yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and, and the, the Vulcan, the, you, we talked about the yeah. Vulcan before. Mm, yeah. That, that one too. Yeah, Vulcan too. Okay, good. Thanks, Kent Fastcart. Guys, say bye to Fastcart. He may make it back, but if not, y'all see him. Y'all see him later. Otherwise, okay. Uh, Kimmy, uh, real quick with you, is there anything that you would pick as a, another ship that you think would complement support ships? Well, I would I would have to go with the Vulcan uh, in the aspect of not only it just it can. It has one purpose. Mm -hmm. It has the refill, it has rearm and repair in it. So, I mean, it's multifaceted as far as being able to perform a function or, or a service to, to your org or anybody who's in distress uh, in that nature. Uh, it, it, it does three functioning things, and you can provide all those three services at once. So yeah. it's got to be the Vulcan. Yeah, rearm, refuel, and repair. You're right. That's uh, that's pretty versatile. Tenth, any ship that you would throw into that? We've got the SRV. We've got the Vulcan. Is there anything else you think that would fall? I gotta, in that? I gotta agree with the uh, plus one on the uh, one more on the Vulcan. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. 
and um, and I know the 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 so I'm going to say the Valkyrie um, in the sense that um, the mil I think it's classified as a what is the Valk classified as like a military um, dropship or drop whatever dropship mm -hmm. yeah like something to that effect I think what you're going to find at least on because we've been talking a lot about uh, just kind of the other side of uh, mm -hmm. you know, combat gameplay right but inside of combat game gameplay um, you do have this kind of tier of support ships in which uh, ships like the Vulcan could fit in mm -hmm. you know you, I could see a Vulcan fitting in as yes. a, in, in a fleet you know mm -hmm. um, and so when you think about support you're thinking about the underpinning for any kind of operation whether it be private or military and so um, I would probably toss my hat in there if someone said you know start to make an argument for the Valkyrie being something that could be used as a support ship um, mm -hmm. in the sense that it's uh, it yeah. has that crew capability even if it had to go through maybe a, a, a short uh, redesign um, and maybe adding some kind of um, maybe some of the bed capabilities or you know maybe some kind of um, small workstation for small craft like you think about maybe your um, your your uh, your Noxes your your, your bikes your, mm -hmm. your 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 small vehicles things like that that anything that you could find in combat that mm -hmm. could be useful that way um, that's why I probably toss my hat in for uh, I think about is you know someone mentioned in chat like the Valkyrie's workhorse is excellent ship, massive, mm -hmm. massive utility. But um, I think if I, add, if I would have to add to the conversation, it would be the Valkyrie. From a military standpoint, so support yeah. still be support. Okay. Tenth, I man, you, you, dude, they need to be clapping in chat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tenth, you, you make a great point, man, and it opened when you're talking about the Valkyrie and you're you're dropping ground support. Doesn't that ship become support when you when you're dropping off ground troops to take on a mission on ground? All of a sudden, the Valkyrie itself becomes a support mm -hmm. to those troops on ground. And again, this point. is and this is why I said some of the ships you can kind of see how they could cross into that. My my pitch that I'm going to throw in and that I'm surprised didn't fall into this category were the um, Argos, the cargo and the personnel. Uh, they actually put them into industrial, and I was a little surprised about that. I actually expected yeah. those like the SRV, uh, like Kimmy, like he said, I was expecting the Vulcan. I, I did expect those ships to fall under the category of support, but uh, Arca Arcadia, have a good night. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, but I did expect the I did expect the the Argos to be in the area of support. Uh, Fim Ship Forever, thank you for the follow. Appreciate that. Um, so again, you know, I still think that there may be some ships that we have not seen yet that can still fall into this category in the future um, as careers build and there are things at CIG. Maybe there's stuff they already have and we just haven't seen it. Um, I do want to hit on a couple things real quick on this last piece on refueling before we jump out of here. Um, guys, I, and we read this, our group read this beforehand, but I want to pass it on to you guys so you guys will know about this. They do talk about, I, I shared the story a little while back and the, and the guys heard me say this earlier. About a month ago, I was out with Nihilus. He's in chat. Nihilus and I decided to go out when the three, when the 100 series ships came out. And uh, I decided to, I was going to meet up with him. He was someplace else in the system. And I said, I'll meet up with you. I'm looking at some stuff. So I, I took off from R Corp, Area 18. I went and visited all the moons that were around R Corp. And then I flew from there all the way to Microtech. And then when I got to Microtech, I visited the moons at Microtech. I mean, when I say visited, I mean, I flew to them, landed on them, 
went out and did some stuff, got back on my ship and took off. And then from there, I went back up to Bajini. And then from there, without landing, and then I went to New Babbage. It wasn't until I was landing at New Babbage that I got low fuel warning. So the moral of my story is this. I went 50, almost 53 million kilometers in a Origin 100 and didn't have to refuel. And it didn't click. I thought it was a bug. I thought it was a bug. I said, oh, man, they're going to definitely nerf this. There ain't no way they're going to allow uh, Origin. That's <laughs> it. That's it. What what ship was that again? Oh, uh, it was a O R I G I N. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good good life, good life, good life, and Rolo are hitting exactly where I'm going. I completely <laughs> forgot about the air system, and I, or it wasn't that yeah. I forgot about it. I didn't know it was actually working was because they didn't talk about it. The ships came out, but they never talked about the mechanic is working. You should try it out. Blah 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 blah. And then it dawned on me. Oh my God, that's why I was able to do that. And you guys know in small ships, there's no way you're not going to stop at a rest and relax and get fuel. You're not going to travel across that whole system and not get fuel, okay? So for those of you who own that ship, I want you to understand, remember there was a little barking about why did Origin ships cost a little bit more? Now you might be understanding the justification for that extra 10 or 15 bucks. Now, and Rolo, we're getting ready to hit it. We're getting ready to hit it, Rolo. You're going right down the road I want to go down. There are three ships that have refineries in them. The Air is one of them. The 100 Series Origins have a refinery. And it says that those ships can not only refine hydrogen, they also refine other gases as well. The second one is the, the, is the Freelancer Dur. You guys know that's the exploration one. That's why that one can go long range. And then the last one is the Starfarer. So those three ships all have refineries in them that allow them to scoop, get use gases and and build and you know actually have more fuel, okay? This is the thing I want to read to you guys that's on that fueling page. Combat ships, check this out. The in-game equivalent of a carrier-based ship such as a Gladius and a Hornet. These ships will not come nor do they have the ability for fuel intakes. Now what they've said is there's three different types of ships. Ships that don't have fuel intakes, ships that don't have them but have the option to have the component installed. And then ships that actually do have fuel intake. So understand there's three different classes. This mode of the next category, combat long range. These ships are like the Vanguard, the Retaliator. They have intakes as their, their roles require them to traverse long distances. Exploration ships. These ships have fuel intakes by default. Their very nature dictates that they can travel long distances well away from the nearest fueling, refueling locations. Industrial and transport. Typically, these ships have fuel intakes by default, as again, they are required to travel long distances. Support. Naturally, the Starfare and most other ships in this career will retain them as they'll often be expected to execute long distance and extended duration missions. And then the last one is competition ships. These ships vary depending on their type. Some ships like the Razor feature technology that allows them to refuel, whereas others like the M50 Deal with this issue differently by having larger fuel tanks. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, buddy. You know that uh, that old saying, um, "Art imitates life," right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what you were you know what you were driving, right? Mm -hmm. A hybrid. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're, you're right. A hybrid, man. Basically, hybrid. basically, that you're right. That's actually what it was. <laughs> when you think about it, right? You get more miles to the gallon, right? That's basically what it was. <laughs> I, I'm not. You're right about cool. that. That's awesome.
Okay, well, listen, we are going to wrap it up for today. We had a really good discussion on support ships. Uh, you know, for those of you who own them, Matt Wolf, dude, thank you for the 100 bits coming in on the oh final gosh, stretch. Matt, thank whoa. you. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, we we um we we just kind of want to tell you guys thank you for being here tonight and hanging out with us and support. We've got a, a good amount of viewers tonight. It's a Sunday night. You guys could be any place chilling, but you're with us, and we do appreciate that. Uh, Kimmy, tell people where they can find you at. Wow, uh, I'm gonna be on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just like the name, Kimmy sixty five. I'm streaming. Uh, I'm talking about the game. I'm talking about the game mechanics controller setups uh just chatting man just having fun and sharing the passion of star citizen uh come check me out kimmy 65 okay awesome and 10th where can people see you or find you yeah so uh i don't stream uh but i do appear on shows uh so you'll find me on soul citizens and um over at channel 27 news uh which we cover the news in the verse um and that's going to be coming back very shortly uh, but yeah, Vector27 um, is my org, and um, Channel 27 is kind of a community project there, similar to what we're doing here at Soul Citizens. Griff is on there from time to time, and we're always looking for people to help out. So uh, if you like this, you certainly, this is, is one big community, so we appreciate you guys, and thanks for thanks for hanging out with us today. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And and by the way, J2 was here Friday. He hung out with us. Um, right. And uh, yeah, he, he hung out with us and, and got to, you know, kind of fill us in on what's been going on, because the question did come up like, dude, where you been? He says, we'll yeah. be back. You know, we'll be back. So we're looking forward to seeing Channel 27 uh, back in the airwaves because uh, you guys have your own unique way of giving out uh, Star Citizen news, which is always cool. Um, want to give you guys a real quick update. This Friday coming up, we will be having our Friday Night Live, uh, but we will not be having Soul Citizens next Sunday. We're taking a week off because IAE kicks off next week. And we really want to be able to allow everybody to kind of take in that week of sales and ships and information. We will be that following Sunday back, which will be the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So we will be back that night. We'll be kind of doing a real big, uh, big discussion about what we've seen from IAE. Shiver Bathory is going to be back on the show with us to talk about that as well. So you guys know Shiver. He's been a guest here before. And we're going to have a real good time kind of unfolding all of the hopefully surprises that CIG is going to drop on us uh, for their anniversary sale, which we call IAE 2950. So we will look forward to seeing you guys then. Uh, in the meantime, I think that is about it. We need to figure out who we want to raid. Fastcard hasn't made it back yet. I was thinking that he might pop his head back in here. Um, but let's see who we can drop in on. Let's go to, let's see. I can talk. Oh boy! Uh, there he is. I can talk. We know that. Spoke him up, right? I shouldn't have said anything, right, uh, Kimmy? I should have yeah, just. I'm like Beetlejuice. Don't say my name three times. Oh God! Oh my no, it's not candy God! Man. It came more like Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> more like Candyman. That's funny. All right, Fast Card. Tell people where they can find you since your your silhouette is there. Tell us where they can find you. They can find me on twitter.com forward slash fast underscore cart. I'll be on Miss Hart show on that's my 80s on the base radio on Twitch on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm, yeah, like I said, we'll be off next week. Um, but I'll be on um, Table of Horrors on uh, Wednesday and, and, and Friday. So check us out there. All right, awesome. We are going to raid Vega SC. Vega SC. Oh, nice. 
who says come and hang out they've got 42 viewers uh you guys give a shout say hello send some love from soul citizens and uh check them out and follow them if you see some cool stuff there uh let's see i think that's it we won't see you guys yeah I, I do have one one last thing. Make, I, make I, it last. I, 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 I do want to ask Colossal to, to, to give me that layaway plan, please. <laughs> thank you for the follow. Zantulo, thank you for the follow. All right, guys, November we're going to... November 20th, y'all. Yep. Intergalactic Aerospace Expo, November 20th. Be there. there. Get those LTIs lined up. Those tokens <laughs> lined up. Support, support the game, guys. You know, support what they're doing at CIG. And if you've already got a good fleet and you're happy... Just go around and have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Hopefully, Kimmy, oh, I forgot to mention, we may decide to do some streaming next week. So if yeah. you guys come around this time, we may be in the game wandering around the expo. So even though we're not going to do a show, we might be hanging out. So we'll see what it looks like. So look for us next Sunday. Maybe we'll be on and who knows? You may run to us running around the uh, expo center. Okay. Let's go ahead and hit this raid. You guys take care. Peace, love, and soul. We're out of here.